Welcome to Copy That Radio. I'm Seth Horst, retired law enforcement. And I am Jared Milkey, a retired firefighter. We started this podcast to tell the real stories of first responders to the general public. We believe there is a disconnect between what actually happens in the world of first responders and what the public perceives happens in the world of first responders. Jared and I are both full-time realtors here in the inland northwest. And if you want to partner with us at EXP Realty, please shoot us a message. We currently serve the inland northwest, but we can help you get started in real estate wherever you live. Now, here's a word from our sponsors. Welcome to Copy That Radio. This show is sponsored by Patriot and Company. Patriot and Company is a veteran-owned, veteran and first responder-owned company that provides all natural soaps and beard care products. They have a men's line and a women's line. Seth, what's your favorite flavor? Hipster repellent. Hipster repellent is the anti-skinny jeans scent. There's plenty of other scents. Go get yourself some. Use the code copy that all caps, for 10% off anything on patriotandcompany.com. This show is also sponsored by ninjarub.com, which will take you to sierrawana.com, the parent company. Sierra Wana specializes in natural body care products using traditional methods of infusion, capitalizing on herb synergy. Uh, our personal favorite is Ninja Rub. One of Ninja Rub is the jam. It's the jam. Uh, we use it for all of our sports and jiu-jitsu related injuries. And for 15% off, use the code COPYTHAT, all caps. All caps. Copy that at ninjarub.com. Like he does. Yeah. I'm kind of a health Buzzed? Did he say buzzed? My buzz been My buzz been wet. Is, I'm, my butt's been wiped that. was the joke. I don't know. What, I mean, that's funny. I think he sure. said my buzz been wet, which God knows what he was. Buns. Well, it, it was incoherent, whatever it was. Buns. Oh, good. You hit We're live board. now, by the way. Yeah, yeah I, I saw the, I saw sneaky, the red sneaky. light. I love, I love how Jared, Jared just slays that. Him, I know. <laughs> Jared, hey, did you guys see this new patch I got? My buddy. Uh, oh, oh, dang. Shout out to Joey. Your stickers. My boy Joey hooked me up. Joey's the one Which who Joey? also, uh, he's, his thing. kids go to the same school as mine. His daughter, not kids. Um, he, What's uh, the patch for? Dude, how do you not recognize that, bro? That's a Marine Corps patch. He's he uh, was a uh, ar- uh, something to do with armament and helicopters. I think this is a cobra here. Um, well, that's definitely a cobra, and then some type of dragon. He said what the is letters mean, but it was so backwards and militarized that it made no sense at all. Yeah, that's why I could never remember. Yeah, like it was literally backwards. Somebody know. tell us what this what this means. HML A two six nine. Yeah, so that's going on the patch board. Thanks, brother. He's, he's uh, he is the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anyone else has done this. He started at the beginning, has been going through every episode. Oh wow! He has listened to our voices more than most people should. Thanks, no one should yeah. actually. Nobody yeah. should. Yeah, that's shocking. Oh, oh if, and if, he's, the, he's also the one that supplied the uh, the pre mixed um, drink we just had. Oh, the one. Well, the one I'm. Oh, no, the one I'm no not Zevia. Okay. No, the. Uh, uh, oh, old-fashioned. Old-fashioned. God damn Gee, it. Wow, I blanked on that. It's not his fault, Sam. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Thanks, buddy. Hey, uh, if anybody didn't know, Sam is back with us. <clears throat> they could tell. I'm here to critique you. They He's going to critique us. Uh, also, Seth said, hey, uh, let's get Sam back on. We can t- tell riot stories, and we can argue about stuff. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm was. i just here to I watch said, you guys fight. Okay. You're two of the most... Um, we don't argue, though. We just, nice we just talk. Is? That's talking to us. Is that talking? I don't know. Sure. I'm, just, I'm just here to watch. Sam, do you think we fight? Fight right now. Fight. Yeah. Sorry, right. I'm just trying to instigate. No, your last guest, 
Which one? Who was awesome to author. Oh, oh yeah. He, yeah. He looks like Jared's daddy, by the way. It took me 90 seconds into that podcast who wanted to critique you. Really? How do you not talk about Ruby Ridge with him? We started to go down. Well, he that said road. he didn't want to. There's he that. didn't say he didn't want to. He's, he left the door open on that. He did. Well, yeah, but he's US coming Marshall, back. Granted, he wasn't here during it, but he was here right after. And right. I'd love to know the attitude of the U.S. Marshal toward the FBI. Mm. Like the, that's a like very specific question, the Sam. Agencies against each other, or well, how the, they felt the U.S. Marshals got an initial gunfight, mm-hmm. and who knows how that actually happened? They say they were the guys in the ghillie suits. Yes, they say they fired first, and Weaver say that Marshall fired first, but. The real issue in Ruby Ridge was the FBI killing for no reason. Well, the, the mom, right? Well, they shot Randy. They shot Harris, the family friend, and they shot and killed Vicky Weaver. Yeah. The marshals killed his son. That was the first thing. That's how it started, right? Yes. It started the day before. The U.S. marshals were on the mountain changing out videotapes because they'd been surveilling them forever, and these are old camcorders. So you're literally changing out VHS tapes. And they went in there to do a recon because ultimately they're going to go get Randy for two misdemeanor warrants. But they're on the mountain in unmarked uniforms, just wearing camouflage, camouflage paint. They claim they identified themselves. There's no way to, to the prove, son, to the son, right? The 14 year old son that they shot in the back. Yeah. There, there's no doubt he was shot in the back, right? He's running away. And of course the U S marshals, one of them got shot and killed too by Harris who ostensibly is defending himself from four dudes in camouflage. Shooting at his friend's kid. Shooting at his friend's kid. Basically his brother. He lived with them for years. Right. And we could go back and forth on who's right and who's wrong. I'm not here to litigate that. The one thing that is <laughs> undeniable is the FBI showed up hours after the gunfight's over, and they shoot and kill an unarmed woman, and they try to kill... Two guys that are not posing a threat at all. I thought those were days apart, like a day or two after. So the, the gunfight happens on day one mm-hmm. where Sammy is killed. The FBI fly in, the hostage rescue team, newly formed. They show up, surround a mountain. The next day, well after there's no longer a gunfight, they shoot to kill Randy. They hit mm-hmm. him, but don't kill him. Right. He goes running into the house with Harris and his daughter behind him. They're all piling through the door. The sniper fires again. Mrs. Randy. Shoots his wife. Hits, well, hits Harris, goes through Harris, and then the same bullet hits the wife and kills her. But their orders literally are that not only could they engage anyone who was armed, but their orders actually said that they should engage anyone that was armed. You tell me where the Constitution allows the government to execute citizens for being armed on their own property? For being armed on their own property. Oh, man. It's well, a completely different story what the U.S. Marshals were doing on the property the day before. No right. matter what happened on day one when they shot Sammy, that could be argued. But there is no justification for the FBI issuing orders saying that not only could you shoot to kill anyone that was armed, but you should there's no denying that those orders are written. They have the handwritten orders mm-hmm. that somebody wrote wrote down on the plane ride from Washington out to Idaho. And those ended up in a trial when the Weavers sued the government and won. And won, yes. Uh, the Our boy Blaine says he has a contact that knows the daughter. Um, was she a baby at the time? 
No. Which one? There's three. Yeah. Oh. There was a baby. The so baby. I, don't, I don't know which one then. Well, it's probably Sarah Weaver. I believe she was 16 at the time. Yeah, she was a teenager. Sammy. She's the one that's been interviewed a bunch. What yeah. year uh, What year are we? did this go down? 90, I can't remember. 90s? Early 90s. Mm. Um, How long have you been waiting to talk about this, Sam? I, I'm not actually. Jared dropped a quarter in the jukebox and this. This baby's rolling. Well, let's well, get to we my did go, We went deep fast on today's Let's episode. get to my second critique, then. <laughs> That's not why we're well, here today. This, well, it is, because this is all going to flow into You're our talking to an author, and you yeah. don't ask him about chat GPT. Uh, you know what? There's he's, literally he's two dozen. He's also old. Not true. And maybe he's, he would have been like, huh? I don't know. There's already a couple dozen published novels now written by chat GPT. I am not surprised. Chat GPT 4, which... I believe is out already, yeah. can write up to 25,000 words. The original is like 3,000 words, so well, it's a pain in the ass to write something because you have to keep, you know what I mean? You can't write a big chunk. Plus, chat GPT, you can give it directions on images, and it will create those images. Yeah, it's wild. Have you it's seen crazy. the images of Trump being arrested? No. No. They're fantastic. So, chat GPT, they're images of Trump being arrested, breaking away from the arrest team, trying to flee. And then there's later on pictures of him in jail in the orange jumpsuit, well, that's not orange, but he's in a jumpsuit in jail. And he's mopping the floors and talking to the guys on the floor. They're fantastic. Dude, I someone said this the other day. It was like basically <clears throat> when you look at our lives pre-smartphones uh, and how much of an impact those had on us and, and a few other things like pre-internet, this will have the same if not greater impact. You know, when we look back on it in the future, it'll be like, I can't even imagine a world without it. Well, first of all, phones have ruined our brains. For sure, but they've also opened up. Uh, there, there's, there's a good and a bad, right? Like, it has opened up other doors. Um, I just looked them up. They're pretty cool. The pictures? Uh, what, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. show them to Seth. I closed it. Nah, you failed. I didn't want to interrupt his talk. It's okay. Yeah, more more critiques. Ra- rambling about uh, the AI, how it's changing everything. I, you know, like. We saw Jonathan's post the other day, right? Like, yeah. Just stating that there's going to be a before and after version of the world. Yeah. Jared was listening to what I just said the last 30 seconds because that's what Apparently I was Apparently not because that's exactly <laughs> that's what he said. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was looking at my phone. <laughs> Go ahead and just reiterate what he just said a minute ago. Well, no, no some of our friends right. post. Our friends, yeah. he's a professional copywriter. Like he writes. That's where I got that idea from. I stole from Big him. campaigns. Um, and it's that's it's, it's 100% true, right? Like, I mean, we'll look back in 10 years and be like, I can't even envision a world without it because it's so freaking useful already for me. You'll look back in two years and think that. Well, you know, maybe we'll look back in 10 years and we'll be living in a in a thing and I'll be a giant battery for, like, Matrix. The Matrix? Ooh, yeah. That's a whole other thing. That's possible, I guess. Um, I'd rather talk about cops. Yeah. And true. riots. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We, we went down on... Can we just talk shit about firefighters instead? You can. Is there a little part of you that just hopes there's, like, one big fight in the future where we all go out and die? We'll fight with who? Robots. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, but here's the, here's my Have problem with that. Terminator? Yeah, but I think we'll get our asses kicked so fast that it wouldn't... Like, I'd, I'd suit up and then Can't, you know, get my AR and I'd step no. out the front door and this thing will have thermal imaging and I won't see it at all and it'll shoot me from two miles how away. Do, how do you say no? Have you not seen any of the robots that Boston Dynamics is putting out? I've seen them. No, no. Yeah, it, won't be, those it won't AI be fast. Weapons. There's not enough of them. Like Yeah, but it'll be like a, sl- a subtle, a slow grind way. There's always, there's like always a like chink in the armor, bro. Somebody will find it. It doesn't have to be fast. All it has to be is one nation, China. The movies have made the army feel? of robots. Well, China's already doing that. They're, they're creating their own version of uh, Skynet or uh, Starlink. You know what? And they have robots for that they've built for warfare. So The good news is apparently they are way behind us on chat, GPT, and artificial intelligence. But the bad it. news I don't is think they're true. fantastic at stealing everything. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't think that's it's true. Uh, you know, what? I'm not really super scared about the robots with legs. It's the if they just had drone weaponized drones, that would be terrible. Well, that's what the that's what a bunch of the CDC what people. Are you, what, are you, what are you missing? I can't put my flannel on to be more comfortable down here. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> go ahead. That's fine. Yeah, just admit that you're cold. Remember, there's that one dude. I'm uh, Project Veritas got on camera saying that we should have drones dropping needles for the jab. Oh, that's not cool, man. Yeah. That was, I don't, well, like that. I don't think we're far away. Like dropping needles on the street, so you can no just at pick people them up and like targeting people, just shooting them with the yeah with the vaccine. Yeah, mm. there's going to be an account in one of these days of what happened with COVID, and it's just going to be fascinating to read how everyone lost their fucking minds. Yeah, it's already out there. People, but you have to piece it together. Well, I, I know that, but it, hopefully one of these days an author will put it all together in a fantastic. Why don't you ask Chat GPT four to do that for you? It won't, and do it in the voice of. It's the one thing it won't do. Go ahead and try. Uh, so I don't know if you saw this. You see the post about chat GPT specifically that if you give it a chance to slant, it slants hard left. Yeah, I have, I have seen it in person. Can we just rename it to like Chad or something so I don't have to say chat no, GPT? That's annoying. Yeah. What the hell does GPT even stand for? I'm sure it has a name or it's just an acronym, but it's going to be called Chad. How, how it looks, feels, and performs is going to be based on the original <laughs> programmers that well, so here's the question. Is it because it was programmed with a bias like that? Or is it simply because all the data it pulls from, it Ooh. gets that bias from there? Because mo- most communication that we have, including the internet, is already biased to one side. Yeah, that's true. We're all going to make noise. I'm asking to make noise, too. That's so loud. <laughs> that's uh, shockingly loud. Seth is trying to make a drink, and now yeah, Sam's making by. fun of him. I'm going to chew on some ice here. There we go. It's well, ginger a, uh, ginger beer mixer. Zevia ginger beer mixer. It's good. Yeah, I thought it'd be a real ginger beer mixer. <laughs> oh, sorry, it has a little. Why are you stealing mine? A little different flavor. I, we're sharing. I thought we were sharing. I got. You can have mine. Sharing is caring. Thanks. Thanks, Jared. Seth what gave you, them to us. Hey, you know that's actually Sam's. not that bad. Where'd you get that? It's uh, the store. <laughs> Which one, jackass? <laughs> the one that sells beverages. Oh fuck, Pilgrims. Pilgrims. Shout out to Pilgrims. Literally that's never been uh, in there. Grocery. Yeah, you're not missing anything. I've, I've shopped in the stores directly oh, you know next I'm to directly across the street. I'm talking to two guys that don't there. believe in organic food. and No, I believe in organic food if you grow it yourself. I don't believe that sticker that is at the store makes it anything different because Why? They, they've changed all the organic laws. Why? Just because there's literally no laws about what you need to have to put an organic sticker on there? There used to be. I don't know if there's any. I don't know if there ever was. I think there definitely was. There, there was a, a whole list of criteria there. that's been changed, so it doesn't even matter anymore. Should, uh, should we take this opportunity to pivot to fight to riots? Sure. Yeah. Um, Start a riot? <coughs> uh, no, we've never done that. January 6th. <laughs> Antifa. Did you see all the leaked tapes? BLM. That, that, oh, my gosh. They, see, there was a hard stop a day or two after they came out. Like, no more. Gone. They had four, Well, no, they had 40,000 hours of footage, and they leaked one day's worth. And that's one it. One news cycle's worth. Well, that's all we can share. It wasn't leaked. It was released. I was driving right. my mom to the airport when they were last here, and she said something about... She's scared of your beard? No, I was like, I was like, she's scared of my beard. I was basically like, you need to be thankful, yes. like, for all the freedoms we have in this country. And she's like, I can't even, almost can't stand living in a country with, where there was a coup. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, where was that? Yeah. Yeah. Sam. It makes Sam. me so angry. It, I can't even uh, talk I, about it. I, I was so angry. And, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, like, I'm almost to the airport. I'm just going to just not say anything and just let this go. I had to. I couldn't change that. Hey, why don't we get your mom on here? Oh, gosh. Nope. Uh, we get your dad, and then we never talk. You just keep on talking until <laughs> the electricity runs out. I love your dad. Uh, yeah. Um, 
All right, riots, dude. Should we just like go straight to the George Floyd? That was the best. Or do we go like way back? You should go, you should go to the beginning. When did you two start on the riot mm. team or squad, good, whatever good. you call it? I started before he, Sam, just for the record. How, how soon before me were you on there? Uh, not much. I was Doobie was a just sergeant. Just a couple months. Well, he was a sergeant when I got there too. Yeah, well, he was better when I was there before okay. you. Um, that was squad one, Valley SRT. <laughs> Shout out to Valley SRT, the, the literally the tip of the spear in SRT, I would say. Yeah, sure. You're not going to argue that. Um, SRT stands for Special Response Team, and there are... How many divisions are in... We're talking about California Highway Patrol. Is there eight or nine? I don't know. I'm surprised you don't know that. Yeah, well, whatever. You would have failed the sergeant's test. They literally were just Um, telling someone about it like a week ago. (laughs) Anyway, every division has their own SRT team, and they're comprised maybe 100 guys total. Well, I mean, there's some divisions that can only put out like one squad. Okay, like... So Valley Division, which is a fairly large division, puts out six. Five are line squads, the sixth one being the Grenadiers. The Grenadiers are the tip of the spear of the tip of the spear. I thought. You mean because you're standing in front or you do cooler stuff? No, no, we do cooler shit and we look cooler. Um, Because you have the big hand cannons? Yeah, you got the big cannons. Um, And, you know, when you drive around at training, you sit in the back of a pickup truck. Because you're carrying so much fucking gear. (laughs) Because you got to go all the way out to the range get all the stuff where it's all locked up yeah and then it just just to get back to training on time you have to ride in the back of the truck so you're not walking the whole way is that legal in cali it's uh, all private fine. property yeah. yeah it's fine well it's training you're preparing it's actually for a, state a real world anyway. yeah there you go uh so i probably got on in 2010 or 11 somewhere in there um, and when I got on we, it was not a whole lot going on in the world we were trained we deployed to san francisco uh, Bay Area. So that was, that was before Oakland, like the big series of Berkeley riots. That yeah. was like the teens, right? Yeah. Well, so I mean, it, it, it really kick. Game. It really started kicking off because I mean, it's they, Trump's first election, right? No. So no. if you go back, I mean, I don't know when CHP first started during the SRT teams. Um, obviously, Rodney King would have something to do with that. You need to get Chuck on here to talk about since I think he was there when. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, but. Uh, it, the way it is now, it first really kicked off with Occupy Wall Street. Okay. When everyone was mm. living on yep. the Capitol steps. And that was 2010 then, right? About that time period. 10 to 12. And then they segued into not so much Ferguson or um, George Floyd, but Ferguson. Hands okay. up, don't shoot. That's when things really started kicking off annoying. with uh, Black black Block. Yeah. The stuff they wear, you mean? I'm trying to re- think. The, they kind of faded away, and they they all was that like the pre Antifa group. Black yeah, Block? they they kind of Something like that. Yeah, they kind of merged in, but that's what the news calls their dress. Yeah, so they're dressed um, in black block because it's all black oh. with fake armor. Yeah, either cute. way, it's yeah, cute. Your your two your two biggest groups are Antifa and BLM. Jared's had enough. He's just leaving the room. I can tell. Um, um, oh, he's getting more whiskey. <laughs> well, I figured I'd make that much a goddamn noise. You just told me it got <laughs> slid it over to you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, the early deployment, like, and these teams have been de- our earliest deployments. Let's say that because they're not the earliest deployments for the teams. Um, they were not super awesome. We'd go out and we'd, you know, we we'd get into some shit, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't like super violent. Um, we weren't ever getting to unleash. That's cute. Uh, Jared just draped Sam's flannel over his shoulder. So tough. The nicest thing someone's oh, ever done for me. Got a bit of a chill. I'm going to continue to wear it like this, like a cardigan. Like, you should. You know, look like royalty. You look regal. Uh, yeah. 
It'd be like Nancy Pelosi. I've got a butterscotch in my pocket if you want one. It's <laughs> <laughs> creepy. Is that Nancy or Paul? Which one? How's that Nancy Pelosi? Do you, do you have butterscotch? How about I tell the story oh, that uh, speaking of, I no. shot in Nancy Pelosi's toilet? Is, okay, did, sure. Oh, did you see the video of her husband getting beaten by the guy with a hammer? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I do. We can talk about that crazy. later. But what? What's he got with, beat by a dude with a hammer. What's with those cops? Like, I didn't see that part. What? What they do? You would let that happen? They show up to a house. They knock on the door. The door gets opened and answered. Everything's completely code four. No, no, they're fighting over the hammer. Like pulling. They're fighting over the hammer. One guy's in his underwear. It's a. It's the speaker of the house's house. They should know this. Got that. Do, they, do, you, do you think they know which one's the speaker of the house? They should know, yes. Why the the crazy know? guy that's in his 30s. Hang on. How do you know he's crazy? Because he's a crazy person. They literally just knocked on the door without having any idea what was going on. And the guy answers the door. They should know who Paul Pelosi is. The guy answers the door fairly Maybe they calmly. Did and didn't like him. Hey, I worked in the Bay and shat in Nancy Pelosi's personal toilet, and I don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> but if you were the beat cop responsible for her house, you should know. There is no beat cop responsible for her house. Some, the guy, there's a group of guys that always work her neighborhood. Yes, there is. There might be guys who are assigned to a beat in her neighborhood. There should be flags that go off when that address comes up. It happens when, it, if you go to the sheriff's house in any county, it happens. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, like dispatch would know that that yeah. address. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Dispatch might know that that's the address. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't care to watch that much about it. I I worked a county where Nancy Pelosi had a house. I also worked the same county or a different county where Barbara Boxer had a home, and no one ever fucking told me where they were. Cool. We had uh, was it Doug Lamalfa in our kind of where he lived? Oh, I stole his newspaper regularly. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Well, let's go with your story. How'd you how'd you poop in Nancy Pelosi's house? So you remember back when was it, they were, were you there for a call about a guy with a hammer? Yeah. Yeah. Back when they were having the uh, town hall meetings when people first were getting all fired up about the government. Mm-hmm. So all, all Congress, they reached us and went back to the districts to have town hall meetings. Nancy Pelosi did the same thing, except in her district in San Francisco, there were so many angry constituents that she decided, well, fuck my voters. They don't matter. Instead, I'm going to have a private dinner and a fundraiser at my nice estate in Napa Valley. How does she afford that? On a government salary. Graft, I'm assuming. Uh, I just went in on it. Anyway, uh, so I'm sitting here in briefing one day, not paying attention, which is what I do in briefing, and uh, trying to type a report, and I hear someone say something about Nancy Pelosi. And I rear up my head, and I go on like a three-minute tirade about Nancy Pelosi and how the country would be better off without her. And I get done, and I look around, and sergeant says to me, well, anyway, you're assigned to her house today. I said, what the hell are you talking about? Well, I wasn't paying attention. Apparently, she's over at her house. The Capitol Police are responsible for her security. Had to request a couple chippies to go stand guard at her driveway. And uh, it was my beat, so uh, I headed out there. So I started rolling out that way, and eh, 20 minutes from the office or something. So I'm on the phone talking to all my conservative friends, <laughs> telling them, you won't believe where I've just been assigned to go. And, of course, they're all telling me, you know, you should take care of her, take her out. And, you know, they're just talking about Nancy Pelosi and how the world would be better off without her. And I said, anyway, I'm rolling up to the house right now. I'll talk to you later. I hang up. And as I'm rolling up, I look across the street, and I see a car parked over, and there's a dude in there with a laptop and some chick and on her phone. I don't think anything of it. Pull up the driveway park, get out, contact the dude in suit. He tells me he's uh, the Capitol Police, and he's on her detail. And So we're just shooting the shit, getting to know each other for a few minutes. 
and then after about 10 minutes, I say, hey, that car over there, uh, it's been there ever since I showed up. Um, I'm going to go over there and see what the hell they're doing parked down the street. It's like, oh, no, don't worry about that. That's part of our uh, security team. They monitor all the electronic communications. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you mean electronic communications? Yeah, they're just monitoring all the cell phone communications that are going around and oh boy, listening in, text messages. As my phone is constantly going ding, ding, ding as I'm getting <laughs> messages from people. I'm like, oh, is that right? I was like, casually turn off my cell phone and wonder when the police are going to come and arrest me. But uh, no, I just got assigned to... Uh, watch our house and they didn't want us to be seen by anybody we had to be off to the side so god forbid if anyone saw but you mean the guests the guests and then they uh if we wanted to use the restroom we had to walk all the way around the house and go through the servants entrance yes there's a servants entrance for her house and uh we had to go use the bathroom that was on the guest house Mm -hmm. and uh for some reason there's a full length window it's about a foot wide and six feet tall. That's not opaque at all. It's completely clear right next to the fucking toilet. So if you're dropping a deuce, you can just see people walking by. That's weird. And uh, yeah, so I dropped a deuce in their toilet. Did you nice. see people walking by? Yes. I'm assuming if they looked over, they would have seen me. But <laughs> And afterwards, I was told I should have high tainted or dry docked one in there. And no, I just wanted to relieve myself. <laughs> But they did, uh, they did feed us with the food that they fed her guests, which was fantastic. But they literally said, hurry up and eat, because they didn't want us to be in the house for a second longer than we had to be. Wow. Dang. And I, I, could, uh, I was sitting there in the kitchen, and the servant's entrance to the uh, main living room area was open, and I could hear her talking, I'm assuming only feet away around the corner. I just, like, I just wanted to... Stick my head in the room and say, hey, you got a butterscotch for me? (laughs) Introduced myself, but no, no, I didn't. That was your your big chance, man. I know. Should have dry docked in her toilet. Yeah. Well, the places you end up in uh, this job is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's cool and weird. And How about the time you were uh, pissing underneath the Golden Gate Bridge and got caught on camera? Yeah, 100%. I uh, did some pull-ups on it, too. That was my claim to fame and uh, pulled my little... Peck her out and was peeing there, and they zoomed in. Could see what I was doing. They zoomed in even far, really far. They said, "Damn, these are good cameras." We never zoomed. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Far. You can see that. Yeah, and then old Doobie called me up. Remember that we got? Yeah, that was on an SRT deployment. You got a talking to for yep. peeing off the bridge. I sure did. Yep, got the <laughs> um, call not far after. It was I wasn't peeing off it. I was under the bridge. There's like a dirt area there, and uh, yeah, we got called down to the. That know, wasn't was that? a riot. That was so we. Oh, that, that was, was the that? Um, yeah, Super was, Bowl. Yeah, that's right. So they had SRT deployed for the Super Bowl. They're just on standby? Yeah, they're worried about riots. Mm-hmm. And so they had me, Seth, and a sergeant um, go the Golden Gate Bridge. We were assigned to the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. And since I had worked in Marin, I was intimately familiar with it since it is state property and CHP is responsible for it. So I gave the boys a tour of the Golden Gate Bridge. Pretty cool. Um, a lot of people don't realize where all you can drive around that thing. And since I worked there, I had the phone number for the... Uh, the sergeant's office for the Golden Gate Bridge. It's a little area off the uh, where it used to be the toll plaza. But you go up to the gates and you call them up and say, hey, can you drop the barriers for, you know, gate number 12 or whatever. And they sit there on the camera and they look at you, see your CHP car, they open the gate and drop the barriers and they drive all around underneath the bridge. And on the north side of the bridge, you can literally drive right up underneath the bridge and reach up and touch the bottom of the bridge. 
Man, it's wow. a great view, and no one ever gets to see that. So I was there with Seth and the sergeant, and we're all just kind of hanging out, and Seth starts peeing, and then he starts doing pull-ups on the other side of the bridge. And That's a no-no. <laughs> that's actually not a no-no. None of that was a no-no. The concern was when you guys wanted to have pictures underneath the bridge. Oh, see? I remember so, that. you know, snapped a picture of Seth and the sergeant underneath the bridge. I'd been under there before, and whatever. I didn't care. But... They don't want pictures getting out. Security concerns. Obviously, because no one's seen the other side of the bridge, apparently. <laughs> but either way, yeah. we Sergeant immediately got a phone call. He immediately told Seth to get the fuck off the bridge and get in the car. <laughs> don't come back, Seth. Yep. We drove away and went drove down to the sergeant's office. or to, I forget what they called it. Either way, went there to get yelled at because apparently all the chiefs thought the Golden Gate Bridge was the coolest place to be oh. and so they're all there monitoring all the cameras watching while you were pissed watching my jackass wow. self yep. and there you know there's nothing wrong with driving under there it's literally one of the responsibilities for the chp well, you should, if that's where you work you should know that yeah um i didn't work there but either way we weren't we weren't being yelled after being under there or peeing or doing pull-ups it was the pictures that they were concerned about wow that's good i mean if you gotta go you gotta go I mean, right I thought I had to sit in a car for 10, 12 hours at a time. What are you yeah, supposed to do? totally. You got to do some pull-ups. You got to do some pull-ups. <laughs> Stay fit. Well, right. let's get into the rights. <clears throat> we should just jump right into... Yeah, we, we veered off George Floyd. Like 10 rabbit Those holes. Those are the good ones, dude. Well, so we I'll, I'll say this about r- the riots. There is pre-George Floyd and post-George Floyd. Pre-George Floyd, we've been to some angry riots. That's when, you know, people throwing shit at you and not happy and fuck the police. Um... As o- Oakland. Oakland. Mm. How about uh, the, what got thrown at us? You you quizzed me on this the first time. Oh, yeah, on? dude. Yeah, the oddest thing that ever got thrown at us at a riot. Coffee pot. Coffee, Coffee pot. Yep. Mr. Anyway, Co- Mr. Coffee. That was pre-George was Floyd. No, I no. wish it, we would have drank that shit. I almost picked it up and found an outlet. <laughs> that was, that's all pre-George Floyd. Pre-George Floyd... We'd never deployed any of our munitions. We carried less lethal shotguns, beanbag rounds, the one time sting balls. Pre George Floyd, one officer once, one round had ever fired a less lethal round at a protester slash rider. Well, a rider, you don't shoot at protesters. One officer, one time, had shot one round, and we all said that he was a legend. He's a legend. I mean, that's the dude with the one round and the one hit ever fired by this entire team because despite the fact we carry all the shit, we never fire it. And we carried a lot of shit. And we would, So let's go into that. Why? Is it just policy or some, have a some of that and some of it is the shot angles. Um, you know, we, we were usually cleared to fire if someone is throwing something at us that is dangerous, you know, like a glass bottle, rocks, whatever, which happened all the time. Um, however, they would stand behind the crowd of air quoting peaceful protesters that we were not cleared to shoot at and they would throw over them. And if we're on the same level as them, we have, it was impossible to get a shot angle. Like you're, you, we have to be very accurate. Like you, there's no, um, no room for error as far as like there, there is no mass firing at a crowd just because they're there and they're right. You know where every shot goes. Yeah, for sure. Now that's not to say other agencies don't do that. And I got stories of other agencies just indiscriminately firing munitions to disperse a crowd. But we as CHP are very specific about when and how we can use it. Right. And again, one guy, one round legend, George Floyd happened, and the very first night we deployed with George Floyd, we went through most of our munitions in one night. 
Well, that's how much of a difference it was pre-George Floyd and post-George Floyd. We also had, that was the first time we got to use the new equipment. Previous to that, uh, we had 12-gauge, less lethal shotguns. I fired a beanbag round, drag stabilized. Um, then we upgraded to a 40-millimeter single shot. We also carried 37-millimeter grenade yeah. launchers that would fire. There's different munitions they weren't, they weren't direct fire. fire. They were canister rounds that would shoot out pellets. Mm-hmm. 9-millimeter? Um, 38 caliber. No, we didn't. We do. No, we didn't have those. We just had the foam batons. No, no, we we had those prior to switching over to the forties. We we didn't shoot we, them. We carried them. I don't think we carried those, dude. <laughs> I don't know for sure though. Either way, it, it was a mission that we would take with us in the car. Sting balls. Uh, sting balls. Yes. Uh, well, we had we, the grenades too, but I never got sting balls or pepper balls. No, they're no, just no. like a. It's rubber. Rubber. Little okay. smaller pellets. And so, like we, nine millimeters. We've been shot with them. I mean, they suck, but it's not the worst thing yeah. in the world. Sure. Um, you're supposed to skip them. Another, you fired them to the ground. and so then it they, bounce? Yeah, and they disperse a lot of energy, and they go up in the crowd. And that's definitely a mass dispersal weapon, but California said, no, you're not allowed to do that anymore. That's uh, a use of force, and if you have a use of force, you need to document your use of force and have a specific reason why it's a use of force. Same thing if you swung a baton at somebody, you need to have a reason to do it. And so we went to the new 40 millimeters, which are fantastic, because now you could pinpoint not just a specific person, but a specific part of their body. You right, aim them. Accurate to 120 feet. We had aim point pros on them. They're a single shot break barrel. Those things were freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, rifled. So they'd shoot a, they call it a sponge round, but it's like a hard rubber bullet, 40 millimeter size. It's massive. Massive. And the closest safe distance you're allowed to shoot is 10 feet away. Right. I would not want to get we, that thing we at 10 were, feet. We would break two by sixes in training with those, you know, after a few hits, not, not necessarily in the first hit, but... Like they hit with they hit hard. They're freaking awesome. Yeah, we're shooting those things at what fifty feet. Yeah, they would put a two by six out there as a target, and we shoot them. And yeah, after a few rounds, start to break them. Yeah, we'll start breaking them. Mm-hmm. Remember the one guy that uh, pulled up his shirt for us? Yeah, that was that was <laughs> so beautiful. So we had this was George Floyd. We had um, multiple days of engaging basically the same people. They would come back. It was like they'd be on the shift that we were on. It was crazy, and. uh did you, are you the one that shot that dude? I'm, I don't know. We don't know, huh? I don't know if I'm the one who shot him or not, but we're, they had taken over the freeway, which you obviously want to clear quickly. And so we're on the freeway and they had the line squads. Those are the guys that are right there on the front and they're pushing people back. And then the grenadiers, we would stand behind them watching for those guys that are chucking the rocks. And we were in a, they call it the boat portion of the freeway. It's literally below ground. It's open, but it's below the level of city, so you're below everyone, and there's guys on either side of the freeway that are chucking chunks of concrete at us. That's probably like a 30-foot wall. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we're like 30 feet below grade. Sure. And so there's people up on that wall. So you're in a funnel. Throwing stuff yeah. down on us. Fatal yeah. funnel. <clears throat> yeah, they were throwing huge chunks of concrete, glass bottles, like legit deadly weapons. And the only – and you can't be on the ground behind a line because you can't – you have no shot. So we were, we were standing up on top of – bumpers of cars on the center medium trying to get angles down because behind all the actual protesters are your rioters that are <clears throat> the ones chucking shit. And there's one dude that was there and we, you, they learned quickly that when they saw the grenadiers aiming at them, they knew that they were in the sights and they quit doing whatever the fuck they were doing really quickly. And so this one dude, for whatever reason, he got aimed at and he immediately pulled up his shirt 
held his hands up and says, I'm not doing anything. I don't want to have anything to do with you guys already got me. And he had a dinner plate sized bruise on his stomach where he had been hit a day or two Ouch. before. Very satisfying. And he, he damn well didn't want to have anything to do with us. <laughs> That's good. That That's was the uh, idea. That was one of the crazier engagements down on that, on that freeway. So just picture, you know, for people that have never seen this, like gridlock traffic. So these people come out on the freeway and they just swarm the cars. So the cars have to stop. So now it's traffic is stopped. There's cars everywhere with innocent people in them. Um, and they're now caught up in this madness. Uh, people jumping on their cars. It's like, it's very threatening people in the cars. It's, it's like, it's all bad. In Florida, and that's no problem. That's normal. <laughs> no, like your car's your <clears throat> castle. Oh, they're going to get shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like, uh, probably at times you could articulate deadly force being on the, on the other side of that. Um, so we come down and our goal is to push these people back off the freeway, get traffic flowing again, make it all safe. Well, 90, 90% of what CHP does is protecting the state assets, state buildings, the Capitol. And there's a lot of, in Sacramento, there's a lot of state buildings with the judicial and judges and unemployment offices and lottery. And there's a ton of state buildings that, People have no idea our state buildings so they don't give a shit about, but they do care about the capital and they're always trying to get on the freeways. And I'd say 90% of what we did was staging to make sure they didn't take over the freeways. And then, and moving around rapidly. So we'd have air, there's always air assets overhead. So, and they're, they're given direct, you know, well, what do you call it? Up to date information down to us on, on where these crowds are moving and then we're reacting accordingly. So it's like a lot of, Sitting in it's one like place and then hurry up, get over here. And we rolled in code three over to this other part of town. And then, yeah, it's a totally chat. It's like, a and, cat, and you have mouse. the city PD are the ones who are, they're in charge of this crowd, this mob of sometimes a couple hundred, sometimes a couple thousand as they're milling around marching the streets. And SAC PD was very hands off. Uh, they were told by the city, leave those people alone. Mm-hmm. And so SAC PD would try to corral them. In other words, what you'd do is you'd set up squads at intersections and you, you'd channel them and try to keep these people always walking in circles. So the people are always walking in circles and they could chant whatever they want and tip over trash cans and do whatever they want, but they're basically contained downtown as you block off intersections. Whenever they get close to the freeway or they'd head on the street that's heading toward an on-off ramp, they would send a squad over there and we would run over there and put up a wall up to keep them from getting on the freeway. And they always want to get on the freeway because they know the moment they get on the freeway, the news helicopters are going to have them on TV and they're going to be in evening news. So they always want the freeway. And this time around, they happen to get on the freeway. I believe Chuck Fisher and <clears throat> I don't remember who else was over there. Sorry, there's at least three of them. They, they, we were all told to go to one on ramp because the mob was heading over there. They were on one side of it, and they were able to get there quickly. We couldn't get there because the mob got between us and the on-ramp before we had a chance to get there. And these poor bastards, the three of them are sitting there on this on-ramp, and this whole mob's coming. They just step back, let them go. Right. You ain't stopping that, yep. three guys. And there's a video uh, from the news helicopters, and you can see Chuck and Fisher and a couple other guys just stepping back and letting them and of course they just get down the freeway and mob in kind of like the capital yeah obviously you don't want them on the freeway because someone's going to get smoked by a car and then all of traffic stops which is what they want right both sides of it and then you get other than a giant traffic jam and a headache that turns into you're going to get frustrated motorists they're going to try to push their way through and 
you have someone that might get run over and then the mob turns violent and then they start attacking the drivers and the cars and it just turns into a giant ugly scene. So there's yeah. plenty of reasons to get them off there as quickly as possible. I've got lots of questions. Yeah. yeah. So Hit it. first one is, did you or why didn't you ever use water? Hmm. Um, there is some very negative imagery with water cannons <laughs> in the 60s. I know. If you choose to Google it. Law enforcement in the United States have pretty much said we're not going to do that. And if you've seen those videos, water is very destructive and it can really hurt people. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be that volume or that size. or that. But the main reason out. is because the firefighters are too scared to come out and use their... <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, it's it all comes down to being able to accurately know your target and like and i think that even would i was be thinking slightly, like the, the idea of that being there would deter some people yeah uh we did you know we had some tools like um lrads which are uh <laughs> what's that? What's worthless it? yeah a little bit what's lrad stand for it's like i forget it's a basically laser, really loud speaker very directional so if you if you're if it's pointing oh, yeah. directly at you it's extremely it's unbearable loud. but they <laughs> mainly use it to give dispersal orders yeah it wasn't like uh, we, they wouldn't let us use it to it's full potential. Like it can put out some very annoying, Play some like Vietnam painful, era rock and roll, and like pain, it can make painful sounds that that like hurt. Let's so. address who is always carrying that. The tiny person. It's a big giant backpack unit, <laughs> and it sticks out like behind you, like two Cute. feet. And they got the shortest, roundest person they can find <laughs> to carry that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's funny. Uh, Was it heavy? I don't know. I've never carried no, it. Probably it's weighed, a giant speaker. I mean, when she had that thing on her back, she was wider than she was tall, that poor girl. So that so that engagement where we're down on the freeway, that I don't even remember where we were there. What I don't remember what street that J was. Street and yeah. somewhere around there. Um so we're we're pushing these people off and these pro, pro no, they're fucking rioters at this point. They're standing up there and they're throwing stuff down at us. And and they would peel back from the edge just enough so you couldn't get a direct fire shot on them with the sponge rounds. Um, so we started firing flashbangs at them. And we had aerial flashbangs that would shoot. They'd go out 50 meters, and then up, it's a flashbang. Big big boom, bright. Yeah. Um, and so we're ju- we would just putting them over directly over their heads, trying to keep them back so they wouldn't throw stuff. It was like a constant pushing, uh, the, us pushing them back to keep them away from the edge um, so they weren't destroy our guys did the helicopter guys ever get involved like now shooting or dropping no, no. what were they just shoot or drop same things you guys have rocks no flashbangs rubber bullets no that would have been handy at um, that point pepper something so i want to step back real quick so pre george floyd we carried a loadout of 40 millimeter sponge rounds mm-hmm. and then the flashbangs mm-hmm. are also 40 millimeter going the same gun we'd carry generally a dozen or so Sponge rounds. Yeah, I would carry and two, two flashbangs. Two flashbangs. That was initially our loadout until George Floyd. After George Floyd, we had dump bags full of flashbangs. Just as many as you could carry? Like just yeah. as many was, as you can carry? It was a learning experience. We and used the shit out of those. They were amazing. And just as many as you can carry of the 40 millimeters too. And we were told that if you shoot somebody, you need to try to identify that person and get an arrest squad to go out there. And an arrest squad is a team that's behind a line and there's, you know, a dozen guys, and you tell them, that dude over there did this, we need to arrest him. And that team will surge out like an arrow, surround that person, and half the team is inward to arrest, the other half the team is outward to protect the guys. And then the whole line moves forward to envelop them, hopefully. That's all theoretical on paper and doesn't fucking ever work in the real-world <laughs> situation. I've seen the videos of it not working. <laughs> it doesn't It work. does not work at all. And so we were told initially that you need to identify those people 
You need a description of them, where it was, the time, all this stuff. So that first night where we deployed, and like I said, pre-George Floyd, one guy, one legend, one round, that one night, the first night of George Floyd, I went through most of my munitions that night. Yeah. I don't know how many you shot. Let's, let's come back to that because we got to finish the one. But I just want to say that I would write down every single person that I shot that night. And for the next three nights. Like white guy, six feet tall? Yeah. What do you write? Clothing Hispanic guy, uh, blue t-shirt, uh, black shorts, wearing white socks through a bottle at this time, at this intersection, um, that kind of thing. And I kept notes like that for the first three days waiting for someone to collect them for me. So I'd have to write a report. There was no fucking time to do anything other than jot the shit down on the three by five card. And I shot a lot of people and I tried to shoot a lot of people because you don't always get a hit, but you still need to record it. Cause that was an attempted use of force. Mm-hmm. And thankfully after a couple of days, they're like, uh, don't worry about that. Just tell us how many people they realized that, like, that nobody's getting, not, it's not we're, not, we're not taking him into custody. There's no, there's no point. So back to the freeway. So, okay, so I have a question. Yeah. It applies here and to the rest of them. So you can read online and see there's pictures and videos of this, but at this point where people staging these riots, like staging pallets of bricks and oh, trash. Told, yeah, that, that stuff, what's that happening? Does happen, yeah. I mean, yeah. But at this point in time, was that happening or is that later? Uh, these seem to be more that, that we have seen that many times. These were like uh, moments of opportunity. Like in this freeway one, there was construction sites up above and they were just grabbing chunks of concrete and rocks from there. And so, um, sometimes you would be called out, okay, you know, we'll deploy. Hey, guys, tomorrow Intel says that there's going to be a big gathering. It's going to be at Cesar Chavez Park. They're going to chant, fuck the police for 45 minutes, and they're going to march through the streets to try to change the world. And so you deploy, and nothing ever fucking happens. The other times, they won't expect anything, and you get a phone call like, move to fuck now. There's a giant crowd form that we didn't expect. So a lot of times... It was all ad hoc, which would also include people staging shit. Mm-hmm. And there were there were times that you would hear on the news about pallets of bricks being staged. And when I first heard that, I'm like, that's ah, bullshit. Someone's doing a construction job and some vendor delivered mm-hmm. that shit the day before until we went to Ohio when we literally found shit like that that was being staged. In oh, the yeah, there's tons of videos. And oh, yeah. yeah. I've got no it, doubt now that that's actually what was happening. <laughs> it surprised the hell out of me. That's another oh, yeah. question, but who's orchestrating all of that? Like yeah. nationally, Ooh, there's right. a whole... That's another thing. Sure. Keep going. Anyway. So I was going to say that too. So uh, back to the freeway incident. So we quickly realized, this is what I started doing. Um, flashbangs were supposed to fire up at a 45 degree angle, blah, 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 way above people's heads. Right. right. But these dudes on, on this particular incident were like so threatening that we were putting those flashbangs like right over their heads. And then I found that if you fired it, there was a bunch of trees up there. If you fire it right into the trees, it would explode and, shower them with like debris from the trees and that was now, now keep in mind that these flashbangs even if you fired it directly at somebody mm-hmm. you're just talking about little bits of plastic and styrofoam unless you hit them i mean yeah, if you I'd hit them, them up. yeah probably i'm not gonna mention names but one person tried firing <laughs> a flashbang way too far away there's no way it would ever reach them but it had dropped down, so it basically exploded directly in front of them, probably 20 feet in front of them. Oh, wow. And that person was completely fine. Yeah. Um, uh, we did tests at the academy where we put paper targets up and tested to see what kind of debris gets thrown out. And literally, you had to be like three feet away before you started having stuff punched through that paper. So this is definitely a non-lethal thing. Is there a freak chance that a little piece of 
plastic, it hits someone in the eye, yeah, but that's why you don't directly shoot at them. Right. right. So then the tree thing was great because you can fire in the trees and then it would blow bits of branches and leaves down on people. And when you're directly under it, it's pretty loud and that would cause people to move. That was far more effectively effective than shooting a 40 millimeter round that can literally break bones if it hits someone correctly. Um, but flashbangs were what we went to for most of it. We fired 70 flashbangs in that one engagement through our whole team. I probably fired 10 of them at least. I, <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> I didn't do many flashbangs on that one. I wanted to be on the, on the foam rounds. Mm. So I would sit there and I would watch the wall where I knew these people were popping up mm-hmm. and I see someone pop up with a bottle or a chunk of concrete and I would <laughs> pop around at them. There's, you know what I just remembered? <laughs> I think you, the guy with the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's one dude that I had seen, he was chucking rocks and concrete. Absolutely. And so I was keyed in on him, and I was waiting and watching for that motherfucker to appear. And so he appears, and he's got something in his hand, and I'm waiting for that bastard to throw this fucking rock because he had been chucking chunks of concrete at everyone. And I see him raise that hand, and I see something come out of his hand, and I fire. And instantly, I saw him reaching down, trying to grab his cell phone, which he had dropped. (laughs) And he's 30 feet up on this wall, and I was probably 80 feet away in the center of the freeway. And I, I nailed that dude square in the chest, and that poor <laughs> bastard was just trying to get his cell phone. But fuck him, he had been chucking chunks of concrete at our me. guys. Yeah, it, it, uh, I, was that the same day or the day after that dude? I got that piss sprayed in his face too. No, that was the first night. Um, we'll get to that one because that was a good one too. Uh, but one of our was it a captain that took that bottle of the helmet at on the freeway there? Yeah, that was gnarly, like a big old like forty bottle. You took a rock. Room. You took a rock one time, didn't you? Was I, it, I've, I've taken a few. Yeah, is it OE or Mad Dog? I, or I didn't get a good look at it, but probably OE, knowing where we were. Yeah, I would guess it was OE. Um, old English. Hey, I know. I've stripped floors with it and drank it myself. <laughs> yeah, I've drank quite a few of those in my day. Um, so the dog was just too sweet for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, so that that was like a. You know, that all ended well. We, we towed a few cars out of there. Arrest, I don't know. If Do we, you remember? So there was one car that had come down, and they claimed they just got caught up in it. Yeah. And we ended up towing their car because I think they didn't have a license. I don't know. I, don't, I wasn't part of the team that dealt with that car, but they claimed they were innocent. And later, when he went back and looked at the helicopter footage, they were the ones that were instigating the entire fucking thing. They were scouting around. They knew where we were. They're the ones who went up to the crowd and said, hey, this is where you need to go. And that's when the crowd surged and got on the freeway. Remember the mass arrest in Oakland or Berkeley? Yeah. We got to do that. Oakland. One. Oakland. So are those people, the ones you identified as the orchestrators, are they, are they ever arrested? Do you pursue them later? They get arrested, but nothing ever happens. DAs, DAs mostly will drop those charges and say they're just exercising their First Amendment rights to that's re- insane. Speech, it's completely insane. That's not that's not what that means. No, right. It's so completely insane. let's go to the. We should do the first night. The first night of the George Floyd protest. You know why we should do that? Because I just want to go down in history. You were the first person to fire. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to first shot fired was <laughs> Seth. first yes, hit. I'll grant that to him. I don't need to dig my hand in your go eyes. Ahead. You cool with that? I put my dick skinner in there, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Keep it away from the box. Oh man! Test the. Can I, can I get a piece of ice that's in your crotch right there? Yeah, yeah, hang on. I gotta grab those chunks. That's a lot of chunks. So I, I want to actually go it's back carpet, to the mass so. arrest we did with people on the freeway. You're talking about does anything ever happen? You don't want to talk about the first person to shoot somebody. That's fine. Now we'll go on. back. Okay. So pre George Floyd, but 
Ferguson. Ferguson, yeah. Yeah. We're in Oakland. Um, and that was Hold kinda, on, can you go? Some people might not know what that is. Which one? Florida. Ferguson. Mm. Ferguson was where the whole hands up, don't shoot comes from. Yeah. Um, allegedly, Brown, I forget his. Yeah, Michael, right? Mike, Mike Brown. Michael, Michael Brown. Brown. The news media always showed, you know, instant sweet pictures of him at 14. Um, sweet kid. He was actually a full grown man. Right. I don't care that he was underage. The narrative was that he was walking backwards, hands up, saying, hands up, don't shoot, and the white bass of a cop shot and killed him for no reason. What really happened in Ferguson <laughs> was Michael Brown had just strong arm robbed a store. In other words, he used physical forces to rob a store, no gun. And he was walking down the street a couple blocks away. The officer that was familiar with him showed up, recognized him, and tried to stop him because he matches the description of the strong arm robbery. And he, um, you're saying the officer recognized him, meaning he knew him from, yeah, from prior contacts. Other interactions. Yeah. Um, Michael Brown actually assaulted the officer as he sat in his patrol car, um, was punching the officer, and the officer was afraid he was about to black out because he's taking blows to his head. There's no doubt that that all happened. There is so much DNA from Michael Brown on that officer's uniform and gear and the inside of the car. And then the officer was able to draw his weapon and shoot Michael Brown while Michael Brown was in the patrol car because Michael Brown's blood splattered inside the patrol car. Michael Brown, realizing that he's getting shot, now disengages and is leaving. Well, the officer just used force, shot somebody, has to in effect arrest. Now tries to go effect arrest on Michael Brown when Michael Brown charges the officer, and that's when the officer fires and ultimately kills him. But the narrative is hands up, don't shoot. And that's what really started a lot of these protests. Where'd that come from? Hands up, don't shoot. Yeah. Uh, it Did was, he just say it in the interaction? He never said that. No, it was just like his, was his dad or his brother. No, was it, it, it was. Idiots. So the, the, the cops did a really good job of locking down all those witnesses instantly. And then it was the DA's decision not to release any of those witness statements, any of those interviews until a year later when they had to put the entire case together. Meanwhile, half the country burned to the ground because of it. The narrative came from the media interviewing people who never saw a single goddamn thing that happened because the DA and the cops had gotten a hold of actual witnesses and gotten their statements before the media ever put it out there and put any spin on it. But how all- many times do we hear that? Don't hands up. I would be like in a fucking 7-Eleven on duty and some Kid would walk by and do that shit. Uh, hands up, no shoot. You'd be like, fucking idiots. Okay, can I just want my chimichanga? Go away. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's so wrong. Jalapeno and cheese little <sighs> roll that one from 7-Eleven that's been rolling on there for 12 hours. I'm just fucking hungry. I haven't eaten all day. I haven't eaten all fucking day. <laughs> uh, keto, that's, sorry. That's hey, going free for. speech, baby. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's just like, it's just frustrating because you're like, wow, you're, you're so wrong. And you believe, but you believe it, and that's the frustrating part. So let, like, let's get to you asked what happens to these people are they ever arrested? So we're in Oakland, Berkeley. I don't remember the people took over a freeway. We were able to put officers on both sides of them and to contain them. The entire crowd bailed over the fence and ended up in the back parking lot of an area of I think it was a Coles actually. Yeah, there's a, it was there's a strip mall. And there's a large back parking lot delivery area, but they got hemmed in by those buildings and the fence for the freeway. So we were able to surround them. I don't remember. It was was over 100. Oh, yeah. So we surrounded this entire group of people, and the 
the order came down, arrest them all. So we arrested every single person. Every single person got pulled out one by one. They got searched, identified, processed. They brought buses out to transport all these people to jail. And then they were able later to go to the DA and say, we 100% can definitively say that every single one of these people was on that freeway because we have video from the helicopter we have the flare, the thermal, and everything that shows every single one of these people in this crowd went into this parking lot. And there was no one else there, and they got surrounded on all sides by law enforcement. There's no way anyone there was not on the freeway, and the DA declined to file a single fucking charge. At least that's what I heard. I, yeah, that's no, crazy. I think that's accurate. Did that was <clears throat> a lot of work. Did you see things back then that happened later, like in the, the Portland Federal Building where they would arrest people, process them, and then they'd be out the next day? Yeah, oh, they, we we, sure. we would arrest people, we would process them, would take them to the station, identify them, and then we would OR them, and release, in other words, release them their own recognizance, would have them sign a ticket for it, so they never even went to jail. Yeah, which, is, like, it doesn't solve the problem, right? They go right back to doing The only thing you do is you learn, yeah. don't fucking arrest people. That's what we learned right away. Isn't that sad? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, a so lot you, cleaner to not arrest them. When that stuff's happening, you, you guys are learning that, like, that's what you're being taught as a pattern yeah. by the system, and then... The other times, you know, my argument from before is like little small town cops can do whatever they want a lot of times and harass people and there's no consequences there. It's like this whole, I think our whole thing's kind of screwed up. Are we going to segue into that or are we going to tell more? Uh, no, we're going to do that later. We, do we, got, we got now. a few more good riot stories. Um, do you remember the, so the first night, uh, George Floyd, first night, we were down in South Sac. I don't remember what off-ramp, but it was some shithole. I don't even remember how we ended up on that particular off-ramp, but it was near the ghetto. Um, and uh, the, that was violent. Dude, well, they if, were if, like... If you want to step back, so SAC PD has like a... Uh, was SAC, Sheriff or PD? I don't remember. I think it was Sheriff because... They have a substation. I think it's PD, actually. I, I'll, the only reason I say it was Sheriff because do you remember when the, Might poor, be sure. the poor deputy driving that bus oh, that drove man. in and then backed into that sign? Yeah. And I, like, he I got, was like, I got, fuck. And like, and everybody got was a couple just shots like surrounding him one. and it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That, earlier that night, we had gone to a substation. And so there's one exit you would take. You come here in the backside of the substation. There's a back entrance for patrol cars. And the station... They had a pretty good perimeter fence. Um, but I remember when we took that exit and we're all going through the back gate, looking over and seeing two or three people standing there that are obviously part of either Antifa or BLM. But Antifa is just an idea. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> They're on their cell phones reporting every single officer that's coming in. And we sent people out there to contact them. And they freely admitted what they were doing. Um and it, they're very coordinated how they do these protests slash riots. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, we ended up on, so there's a street a couple blocks away um, that intersects with the freeway. So we got sent to there because they're walking back and forth on the street from the police station or substation to the ghetto where they're having their riot. And so we got put on this on-off ramp. Um, Seth got pulled over on one side. I got on the other side. And the mob would go back and forth on this on-off ramp. And we, we they never got on the freeway. We did a good job of holding it right there. But it was so completely different. That was Chaos, that was the man. night that everything changed. That's where we were dumping rounds left and right. Picture, like, hundreds of people in a seething, angry crowd that just, like, so much hatred. 
Um, I've actually got video that night. That was probably pretty wild. They were like, it was, they were doing sideshows behind their lines where they're like in their cars, just doing donuts. Um, gunshots in the distance, not right there, but you could hear them. Let, and, let uh, us break down how these mobs are. You've got, I would say 90% of the people there. They're not going to destroy anything or start shit. I say of that 90%, half of them are just kind of looky-loos. They kind of want to see what's going on and walking along, and this is kind of cool. The other half are there to protest, but it's a protest. They're not going to riot or do anything. Then 10% are absolutely there for a riot. And of that 10%, you only need a handful, a couple, two or three guys to instigate that 10% to do something violent. And then that 10% manages to rub off on those other people. Oh, there, then, there's tons of data on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I got hit with a rock that night. And you, can, you can see it. You can sit there and you can watch. You can see all the instigators. There are basically foremen that are all the way in the back. They're not throwing or chucking shit, but they're directing other people to do it. Those other people are doing it. Mm-hmm. They're using the crowd of protesters as a shield. It's a pattern we've seen before. And oh, they, I know. And they just like throw J6. things over them. That's why it was so hard to get a shot angle that first night. Like they were, they were throwing tons of shit. I got hit with a rock. Um, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. It was in the it was in the shoulder. It was in the shoulder. Um, and I happened to be on this wood fence line, and I just had this. It was I was right on the fence line. There was nobody to my my left, and I had this like one moment of where everyone cleared out, and I see this dude just pick up a handful of rocks, and I was like, holy shit! Like, there's my spot, and just boom, popped them. With the 40, and that was like, I was like, oh, fuck. I'm, it was kind of nerve-wracking because, like, the first shot I had fired in that whole thing. So, I, I, like, don't, I don't know how. Oh, I got to get his info and, we, hey, arrest that guy. I'm like, hey, somebody needs to go arrest that guy because that's what they taught us. And then right? there was 30 yeah. more. And then everybody's like, I can't. There ain't, they, yeah. Nobody's going out there. It was pure chaos. That's the same night that uh, that dude took the urine to the face. Somebody came. Was it a cup or a squirt a bottle? bottle? Yeah, oh, like under nice. his yeah, face, so and just yeah. right up in his face. And you have to, you're letting these people come right up oh, to yeah. you. The line guys. So we're not on the front line. There's guys on the line. They have they call it turtle gear. It's like full padded yeah. gear. They've got the big batons. Uh, they are the front line between the crowd. So that crowd is like right in their face, screaming at them. So and that's, that's exhausting. How are these things not a crime? In, in any other situation, those are all crimes. It is a crime. It's just, it's so much, you can't actually do anything about it. And they know it. Like, no, I mean, the ones that are arrested, you said they're just not, they're just let go. Oh, uh, yeah. You've got DAs. DAs are an elected position. Um, and they're at the whims and mercies of the people that vote for them. And they have no morals. And so they're going to let it go. Because these protests and riots happen in fairly liberal cities. Do you think they're paid? There, well, there's there are absolutely people that are paid. Yes, yeah. no, no, the DAs. Mm. Uh, mm. So the pay the pay comes from the fact that people with an agenda donate to their political campaigns, right? Mm. Absolutely, they get that. Yeah, and, and part of it is they just simply don't have the balls to stand up and do what's right because they're afraid that they they don't want to be the mean guy, they don't want to be the bad guy, they don't want to be the guy that's not woke. Yeah, you do, you do anything these days, you can be called a racist and a bigot no matter what. And so part of it is they want to get reelected. And so they're not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize their chance of getting reelected. Especially their donors, right? Absolutely. But the, now, uh, sorry, I cut you off. I was going to say, now look at a conservative city like Court Lane. You remember when Antifa came to Court Lane? <laughs> yeah. Everyone Shut showed up. Shut down. Shut down. Red, the citizens were showed up armed and 
they Antifa left a tail between their legs, and then were you here then, Seth? No, that was you weren't here before yet, I got here. Sam, no, I wasn't. I was here. so I was here. We moved here several years before that, and I actually drove through downtown that week several times because I had to for work. One of my clients lived down there, and I was training them at their house at the time. And it was crazy. I saw those people, all black, all their get up, just in groups of four or five, six, whatever, just walking down the street, like, their heads down, in their car leaving. There was, there were like, I don't know, a thousand more Antifa's, people with with guns, like just locals downtown. Just yeah, we're gonna hang out. Antifa's not gonna pick a fight with that. No way. And, and of course, the narrative in the media and the narrative that Antifa spun was, look at these crazy radical right-wing people conspiracy nuts they thought there's gonna be a riot in well the news lane. even they're, said they weren't there they were there i saw them oh i'm sure i know they're like there. with my own eyes i believe it yeah my mom, i my definitely mom, saw my them. mom talked all about that no <laughs> malicious up there, there. I'll, i will i will give them this though like there were a lot of people in that crowd that shouldn't be toting guns around yeah they I got their uh, they got their uncle mike's uh <laughs> nylon holster dangling off their back <laughs> that or cheating. you know billy bob with his Big old thirty out six deer rifle. You know what? You know what? That's not the right tool for this job, buddy. People literally with guns tucked in their waistband. Yeah, that is why there there is no way in hell I would go down there if I were. No, I wouldn't. I I had to drive like around there, or I wouldn't have. But it's like um, one: if shit popped off, the crossfire situation would be absolutely horrendous. Like, I mean, there's some. There's some. I don't think people know this. There's some legit people up here. Quite a few. Yeah. It's weird. I uh, there's I, there's a battle bus that was down there. I don't know if you've ever I have seen, seen the battle bus. Yeah, it was dude. down there. I saw it so, another time. It's it's so a, it's a privately cool. owned all black bus with a all black side by side that rolls like, out the like back. The like back end is cut off a little down, bit and it's got like a truck side bed rolls on it. out and it's ready to party. Yeah, Fuck, no, full time ready to party. Cool but you'll see it around town. It was there. It was ready. And there's there's people with like there's some guys that have the cool guy like they think they're tactical and they just bought some kit and there's there's people like. Yeah, you know who they are. Like yeah, you can yeah. see them and know who they are, or what their background they have, is. They have the right level of kit that's actually effective, but the they right, carry yeah. themselves differently, right? Yeah, and you can tell by the way their stuff is staged and how things are positioned. Like they know what they're doing. Yeah, there's a lot of them here. There are. I've noticed that. I I have a friend who lives in a neighborhood in northern Idaho in a Panhandle. He's got neighbors that <laughs> routinely, at least once a month, practice night operations. They have night gear and they go out shooting. Oh, and, I know a bunch of those guys. Yeah. No lender that I know a lender in town that's into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's a it's an interesting world. I'm like, hey, Russia. I mean, you want to bring it, dude? I don't think you should bring it to North Idaho. Uh, Red Dawn. We'll probably be on the first list because of these things. But, no, we'll get the nuke right away. Yeah, because they, they don't want to mess with that. Oh no, we have a lot of resources. <laughs> we got we got water, we got timber, we got uh, minerals. So. <laughs> you uh, you want to tell another story? Yeah, more right. epic traffic stop ever. Uh oh the oh the uh yeah the I was st- thinking we should go street racing. Should we? So there's the Battle of J Street, though. I want to hear oh, more about the, Berkeley yeah. specifically because there was there was a time oh, in the mid-teens when those I don't know how I got into this, but somehow in my YouTube feed that like a Berkeley riot news story popped up. We were there. I, yeah, I know. I saw a bunch. Did you see those guys like the conservative dudes battling the other dudes with the sticks and all that? Yeah, crazy we were, stuff? we're yeah. literally were there. That's insane. That we were literally. I don't. You probably can't there. find those videos anymore. They're probably. Deleted there, or, there is, or there's an, buried in YouTube somewhere. Yeah, there's but. another one of those training things that don't actually fucking work, but you train for the arrest squad squads. But there's one that you train to go right down the middle of a fighting <laughs> group of people and then divide them up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there were there were a bunch of those videos where cops were like, "Yeah, we're not." Nope, mess- nope, they they nope. were legit going nope. to war. The guys in black and the conservative yep. guys with their full 
like comic book get-ups on just there <laughs> beating each other it was awesome there is i think there's probably a lot of those um you just don't hear about them yeah. because the media does not want to report when people stood up and had a different viewpoint than what blm or antifa had yeah berkeley was super frustrating because we'd go down there and you know you see berkeley's there and those kids they'd come out yeah. and like i one time we were there early in the day and just like hanging out we weren't even in riot gear we we're just in our, our blue uniforms and like these kids are walking by, we're on the campus, and we're like college kids, yeah. And we're super friendly, like, hey, what's going on? And they they would be like, "Fuck you, pig!" and like flip us off. And you're like, you know, and then you're and so th- brave. Literally, I heard, I heard like <laughs> so this stunning. this so white brave. college girl say like, "How's your white privilege?" to me, and I was just like, "You go to you're, UC Berkeley. You're, going to UC, you're white. You're going to UC Berkeley." Like, they're so Th- skewed. There is no one more privileged than you. Sweetheart. Literally, yeah. <laughs> like, so how, how about the uh, so wrong? How about the the person in the Darlin sundress with the uh, phenomenal beard? Oh, I don't remember. That. Remember him? No, oh. I got a picture. That's cute. So. Did you guys see the? There was a dude that got arrested. He was a some kind of adjunct professor or something. The bike lock guy. Mm. You didn't see that? No. Or, yeah, or I forgot. Sam knows what I'm talking about. There, I mean, he was going around with a bike lock on the end of a. Well, it's a bike lock, like around the, the cable, yeah. horseshoe shaped one. You just like sling it out of the crowd and beat people. Well, they're also taking the, they were taking the cable locks that have the padlock in the end of it, and swinging them around, and I mean cracking skulls open, and it turned out to be a professor at UC Berkeley. What a piece of shit! Yeah, I think he was like a. I don't think he was a full. He was a younger guy. I don't think he was like a tenured old professor. No, but, no, no. God, what a coward. Yeah. That's like just like jump out of the crowd, smash somebody in the head, and jump back and in the run. crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like so hard to apprehend. Like, even if you saw that, if you're on the line and you saw that happen, it'd be like, I can't. It'd be so hard to apprehend that person to put a squad together to go get well, him. Well, he actually did get arrested. And they ended up finding, figuring out who he was through the video. Like, you yeah. can only see so much of his face, but they pieced it together with some kind of software. Yeah. yeah. Good. Hunting him down. He got arrested. He got charged. Yeah. I hope he went away. The, uh, it was interesting because Berkeley and Oakland are right next to each other, two different counties. Two different jails to book at, two different police forces. Oh yeah. Um and so the the mob they had to go interchangeably between the two. And most citizens don't have any idea where the fucking county line is. Oh, for um, sure. So then you'd have to coordinate those two different agencies uh, dealing with these people. And they did a pretty good job at they were good. O- um, Oakland's very good. Yeah. Like they they know those fools know how to riot. Like <laughs> they probably do it every fucking weekend. The yeah. cops. Like I remember one time we were we were we're just standing on some intersection. One of those, you know, go to this intersection, you hold it for 45 minutes, and then you they leapfrog you to a different intersection and all that. And then I remember one time, Berkeley PD popped off a bunch of CS gas and didn't warn anybody, oh, yeah. and we had a bunch of CS gas <clears throat> drifting to us, and then people are like, gas, 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 trying to get their masks on, and I'm just like, it's just so... It's a little, it's a little hot pepper in the eye. You'll be fine. A little, 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 <laughs> little sting. But you, you guys you'd, ever... You'd be sitting there, and you'd be on a line... From street corner to street corner, building to building, because you're waiting for that mob to come by. And you'd have, you know, three or four high school kids come behind you, you know, a couple little girls and a couple dudes. And, excuse me, sir, can we come through? And yeah, yeah, no, come on through. Because, you know, there's coffee shops and bookstores and everyone's still doing business. And you let people through that line. And then 45 minutes later, you see those same people. They're yelling, you fuck you pig, and they're chucking shit at you. And then an hour later, they're coming right back up to you. Excuse me, sir, uh, my car's parked. Down there, can we get to it? Sure, come on through. That's incre- that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I hope, like, I hope you had a good time at the riot. Yeah, you know, you hurt my feelings a little bit when you yelled at me like that, to be honest with you. I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to ask about the Berkeley stuff. Were there ever times when you were just told to 
or you had to stand there and watch and just let people do what they do? Well, so I, I remember one time we were behind a target um, and we were there staged because there was an on-off ramp right over there. And was that mob, in Sac or Oakland? Uh, Oakland, Berkeley, one, Bay Area. And the mob went through the target and just like, in the store. Oh yeah, and just fucking stole everything. And <laughs> we're not going to do anything about it. Fuck, you. we we don't. We barely got enough people to hold the line right here. There's one on off ramp. That was going sure. on like crazy uh, in Sacramento on the George oh, yeah. Floyd. Like they were looting like crazy. Battle J Street. Yeah, that, go, dude. That was that was the le- legit like the the culmination. Um, you better tell it. You tell it better. Your, your, your memory is better than mine. I just so, remember, I remember little pieces. Too many concussions. We, we've yeah, been, we've been, been staging for a couple of days doing the, you know, run to this on-ramp, run to that intersection. And so it, it kind of dies down after a couple of days and you get into your groove. And it's yeah. just, you know, it's so easy. All right, we're going over here. Stand the line. Here they come. Fuck the police. Good to go. Nice to see you. See you at the next intersection. <laughs> see you there tomorrow. Go. So nothing had been really happening. Um, it was getting dark, getting late. And when it gets late... The protesters go home. The nice people go home. People wearing the wingtips and the heels go home. And the people who want to just fucking cause mayhem come out in the streets. And so that was happening. Um, and then we got a call from mutual aid. SAC PD called us to come help them. They needed help. And so we're at right, 10-4. So we rolled over to the intersection where they were at. And there was a mob. How many people would you say there was, Seth, in that mob? It's hard to tell because we we're in a pretty dense urban environment. So they were packed in. But hundreds under i would say it was probably probably 800 at least uh, yeah like, um 1000 yeah yeah but they're not all in one spot they're kind of they're moving around between a couple different blocks and coalescing so we show up and we learn quickly you can't leave your patrol cars unattended you're going to come back and they'll be on fire and upside down so you'd have to literally park them in the street and then leave a squad on either end of the street to seal off that street for all your patrol cars so we did that a block or two away from where sac pd asked for help and then we got out formed up walked down the street turned the corner and get to the intersection where sac pd was holed up in the middle of the intersection they had a line on all four sides four different streets intersection and they were being assaulted by on all sides by rioters hmm. and we showed up and those I call them kids because everyone looks young to me these days. But we showed up and their eyes were wide. And they you can tell they were on the edge of just saying, I'm going to fucking start shooting everyone because they clearly have been getting the, the shit cops, kicked. The cops, you mean? Yes. They have been getting the shit kicked out of them. And they were vastly outnumbered. And so we showed up, fresh, bored, nothing to do. We formed up nice. Even, With all your cool gadgets. Yep. And experience. And experience. We have... I mean, you're so any, even a big city cop doesn't have not, riot experience. Yeah, not, not as much as right. not necessarily. at that point. Yeah, maybe Oakland, and they definitely don't. Train well, if they're them. on that city's riot team, maybe. Yeah, yeah but Oakland, Sacramento, yeah. Sacramento, it had never gone off like that there. Because all all Sacramento ever did was basically watch these people walk around everywhere. Yeah, um, it was never like this. And we so the tra- pros showed up. Yeah. yeah, so we we formed up four sides. We allowed them to regroup, deal with their wounded because literally people have been getting cut from rocks and bottles. Allow them to reload, um, just collect themselves and take a breather. And so SAC PD was in charge of the shit show. And what they would do is what it turned out to be block after block after block for, I don't know how many blocks. God, we walked a mile or two. Mile. So block after block, every single block is the same thing. You'd be formed up four sides. We call it the Alamo. You'd form <laughs> up four sides. You know, they all died, right? Yeah, I know. It could have gone that way. Sac PD was about to get there. 
they would give a dispersal order, which you have to do. And you like tell the loudspeaker. Yep. Loudspeaker dispersal order, which they completely ignore. And then after dispersal order, they would shoot gas, CS gas, um, which then the rioters would then pick up and throw back at us. And then they would move down the line to the next intersection, firing less lethal rounds until they got to the next intersection. Okay. And we would all form up. SAC PD and CHP SRT would form up again, four sides, reload, regroup, gather yourself, and do it again. And meanwhile, the mob, every single intersection, they wouldn't go until after they'd throw the gas canisters back and thrown rocks and breaking windows and setting shit on fire and turn cars over when they could. But every single block that you would move down to the next intersection would disperse them a little bit more. So the sheer fact that we were there to take the heat and to have something to protest against, well, not protest, to write against, saved the city that night. Because otherwise, they would have burnt blocks of that city. They didn't sure. give a shit. And, of course, the next day in the media, you know, you saw people walking down. You, the news media was out there, and they showed, you know, a store front that, you know, had a window broken, and there's people out there, you know, putting boards up. And did not mention the fact that this mob would have burnt the city to the fucking ground. It was mostly peaceful, Sam. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah it was peaceful. It was uh, mostly so like a couple like things to add to for the visual like behind their line they had cars and they were just like doing donuts, um, you know. Oh, like, it's a party! Like like sure. uh, you know, are they are they wasted drinking? Probably, doing oh, absolutely, probably right. But oh, they yeah. know they know we can't do anything about them doing donuts in the middle of the street because we can't get back yeah. there. Every we're at one intersection and one or two intersections down, they're just doing street shows and donuts and that's crazy. Occasional so, gunfire. Are these those videos like? Cars doing donuts and yep. then smashing somebody yeah. and slinging yep. them across Side the Side shows, yep. Yeah. yep. Um, and then just like... Why is that Why is that part of a riot? I don't understand. Because you can do... It's, it's like a fuck, you, it's can a do, fuck you. You can do whatever the fuck you want and there's no one there to stop you from doing right. it. Right. And we're doing it right in front hey, of Hey, look at that so. window. You want to break it? Go for it. There's no one who's going to fucking catch you. No one's going to stop you. You want to toss that car upside Except down? Except all the cameras. <clears throat> but then nothing happens. Yeah, nothing right? happens. The, the, How much manpower do you think it'll take to go through thousands of cameras trying to identify these people? Yeah. yeah. So SAC PD doesn't have the manpower to do that, but Capitol Police and the FBI sure as shit fucking yeah. do. Before we go into another story, I want to talk about that. Um, do you think it's just the political atmosphere that allows this? Yeah. Does that, so that's like the factor. It, well, it's so I think the political atmosphere, if you had an honest media that reported what actually happened, I think the general public and the population would be a lot more supportive of law enforcement being able to control it. Mm -hmm. um, and then they'd have put pressure on the DAs to do something about this lawlessness. But when the media comes out and they show one store owner who says, yeah, my window got shot out by the cops, ignoring the fact that it was the mob that destroyed the entire city block, then the, the general public has no idea what's actually happening. So there's no will of support for the people and there's no, nothing to push the DAs into actually charging these people. That's crazy. But I think about, you know, we've talked about this before. Um, sorry, I got to finish this message. Yeah. You know what? The, the poet in me wants to like touch on the human side of it from our side a little bit. And like the visual of what it looks like and what it feels like to be there from us for us. Um, Every time we go to one of these incidents, we are vastly outnumbered, vastly. And, and you know in the back of your mind, like if they could put a coordinated effort together and focus their energy, they would easily overrun us. The only oh, there, there's places like Florida that are very aggressive in policing. They don't tolerate any of this nonsense, or Atlanta yeah. even. There yeah. were, you see that like a few weeks ago, the riots about the 
new um, first responder facility, like oh, public safety training city. facility. Yeah, yeah. Cop city. It's, cop it's, city, it's yeah. not just cops. It's, it's so dumb. Fire training. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, EMS we know what it is. But so dumb. They're rioting in Atlanta. I was like, no, not going to happen. We're yeah. shutting it down. What was it that happened a month or two ago? We're like, oh, here we go. Here's going to be the riot. Someone got shot or killed. It was a shooting. I can't remember what it was, though. But the local. No, it was the. It was the, the in Cali? Those idiots that fucking beat that dude. To death or oh yeah yeah oh yeah. in memphis um, memphis yeah. Oh, yeah we talked about that the, yeah. the the da with law enforcement got together and said we are not going to have a fucking riot and they arrested everyone who even showed up for it and it yep. shut that shit down i, I they think they're realizing the that if, if they're very aggressive immediately it does shut it down we don't let don't, don't play games those cops those cops absolutely need to go bye-bye Oh, yeah, but oh, that, that does not give the right for people to shit go around and burn down every single fucking Wendy's they could find. No, I agree. I followed that a little bit, and there was there was talk in the beginning that they, there was some kind of like uh, gang affiliation. One of those cops was that was on purpose for a reason. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't, some wouldn't the, entirely surprise me. The hiring standards were so low because they're so desperate to get people on the streets. Or is that going to lead us? Oh, I, it's not. Just be, be good. thankful we live here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. Back to J Street. We need yeah, more we people like Grady. Judd. How about the investigation? California needs like me. twenty Grady Judds. Yeah, we, that was at the end of J Street. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Seth and I got investigated for that. For no. so we we called you the mean battle like a internal affairs. Oh or? yeah, yep. yeah. We that called was, the battle of J Street. Ultimately, we got to the very end of it. Um, most of the crowd had dispersed by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, they had vented their anger on us for the last hour. Dude, we, we wore gas masks the entire Dude, time. So that's what another thing I want to touch on. We had not really deployed gas until that moment. Um, Dude, we, we didn't we actually, gave, No, we didn't deploy it. We yeah, gave we it to didn't SAC deploy PD. gas, but we gave them all our gas so that they could deploy so it. So these are these are hand canisters. They're uh, sure. a grenade, basically. And you and you bowl it out. You don't, like, throw it head height or anything. Right. You bowl it out Roll in the crowd. It on the ground. Uh, they deploy CS gas. Um, Along with smoke. Yep, and we had smoke too. And, and, and crowds, I, crowds cannot tell the difference between smoke or gas. They assume all until of they it. breathe it. Yeah. So uh, also, we learned very quickly the the moment you deploy gas, yep. you I'll give you credit for this one. Thank you. You post up your forty on that gas canister because someone is going to grab it and try to throw it back. So the first, it was a female. I felt so bad. It's like some hippie chick, and she <laughs> came out and she like picked up this <clears throat> gas canister that they had just thrown, and I I popped her first, and then about ten people popped her with less lethal and she i could see her face was just so filled with regret and she was like oh my god what have i done real quick what'd you hit her like torso i I hit her torso or thigh but you know then there was there was a little bit of indiscriminate fire from the other agency that was there that i'll I'll tell you right now sac pd wasn't fucking around that night yeah they were they were they would get their you only get your ass kicked for so long they were yeah yeah they would get their less lethal shotguns um 12 gauge beanbag round plus their sting balls plus their they had everything and they don't train. They just literally hand these out. They, they pull the balls them. too. Yeah, they yep. bust it out from the armory and hand it to people and say, "Here, go for it." But they would literally get online, give the disperse order. They would throw the gas, and then they would get online like Napoleon era tactics, and they would fire mass volleys online, and they didn't give a shit. They were they were that done. night. Everybody I mean, out on. there deserved it. Said, but, yeah. Online doesn't mean on the internet. No, no, no like, like literally, like in a line, Civil War era battle. If, if I saw, if I saw a line of people wearing <laughs> oh. red coats and muzzle loaded a musket, <laughs> that's what would, this it is. Would, it would yeah. be just like that. It was, awesome. it was pretty bad. And you're like, well, the first row peels back, second row comes up. <laughs> Those fuckers on so the other end deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll say that night. So yeah. we wore gas masks for like a mile. 
So we're gas. I will mask. say that's why the English lost. <laughs> totally, but, yeah. gas mask with a riot helmet on top is an immediate headache, and we carried we wore that for a mile, and it was hot. I didn't care about gas toward the end. Oh, I just, just do you remember that one female officer it was a SAC PD officer. I don't know if she didn't have a mask or if it failed, but she like full panic from the front row, just like, claustrophobic, running yeah. and arms flailing, like just getting gassed, and it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, seen it before. Yeah, going back to shooting the woman and feeling bad about it. So that no, very, I didn't feel bad. That very first <laughs> night, you're talking about that bus that poor poor some some poor son of a bitch <laughs> officer. <laughs> Had a bus slash paddy wagon, and someone told him to drive, and he didn't realize there was a riot going on. He drove right in the middle of this fucking oh, riot. All by himself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's trying to turn around. Was it this, full of people or not? No, no it was empty. He's trying to turn around <laughs> this big, giant bus in the middle of a riot. And so oh. he's just backing up, and he ended up backing over street signs and just knocking them. And at that point, I was Yeah, dude, you got to do, man. I was yeah. looking at that dude's face. He didn't give two <laughs> shits of what he... <laughs> He wasn't. He sign. wasn't scared. He's just like, I'm going to so turn this fucking bus around. Corrections guy, right? It probably. No, he, he was. He was uniform, whatever they were. But he's he's the old guy that he's planning to do the last five years of his career doing like prisoner <laughs> transports. This dude didn't give a fuck, but the mob sure as shit did. And so they they mobbed that bus, and they were fucking. There was dudes trying to stab at the tires. I don't know what you can do with a tire, the pocket knife. There's dudes chucking rocks and balls at his. But they fully intended to stop this thing. They were trying to get into the doors. They had to pull that dude out and tear him alive. Even though there's cops on either side of the street 20 feet away, they would have fucking got that dude. And this one hippie chick picks up a big old rock, and the bus is backing up. She's in front of it, and she picks this big old rock with both hands above her head to hurl it through the windshield. <laughs> and her back's turned to me, and I hit her right in the small of the back. Oh, God, that must have hurt. And that girl, that girl turned into a C as she arced her back and dropped that rock and... She I'm probably, surprised she didn't drop the rock she's on her head. Blood for a week, dude. That girl was. Uh, she definitely <laughs> thought twice about picking anything up. But I felt bad. But hey, yeah, that's crazy learned. to me. Like, what, what is going through somebody's mind? What are they going to do to that bus? Why would you? What mob that, mentality? The mob mentality is crazy, it's man. Insane. People will do shit they would have never thought of doing ever. People will show up and all they want to do is be curious and see and hands up, don't shoot and George Floyd. And next thing they know, they are flat out participating in a mob riot and they wouldn't have even thought about it. It's it's something with the energy there. Like, you know, Sam and I have talked about this a lot, like something with wildfires, man. It's that same kind of energy, that just massive destructive energy. And it's like it's in, it's ex, there's an excitement to it. And you feel I've like been, you're I've part of there. something, right? It's exciting. I don't know. Like, you guys, did you ever smash things when you were kids absolutely like dude i had friends that would go to construction sites and just destroy yeah. things i never i oh, was good. like no i'm not doing that because my i grew up doing construction yeah that's not a thing that i did i'm gonna participate in i burned stuff Speaking construction we, we smashed mailboxes and stuff but yeah oh yeah we did that too <laughs> we used to go out of trash night my friend had this this is random but he had this car it's old ford escort hatchback oh, that's a beautiful and ride we'd just run there. over trash cans on trash yeah, night. Just, you're not the only one of yeah or but such things. Are you talking about the the complaint we got? Yeah, yeah. So it was at the tail end of J Street. We were there. We're pretty much wrapping things up. Uh, we were adjacent to this construction site. Was it a parking garage there? Uh, there. Well, there was an office building. Um, yeah. There was there was also a construction site next to a gas station. So they had a fenced off construction site. You've seen them before. They had some heavy equipment in there. Well, the mob. We used to go to those and drive them. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. tried they tried Universal to do that. Keys. They jumped the fence and they were mobbing a couple uh there's a tractor and a front end loader 
Um, they were trying, you could tell they were trying to start these things. Yeah. Ours yeah. were all out in the woods, never in a city. Well, this is the middle right. of the city. If they started them, it would have been fucked. There's nothing you can do about that. And so Seth and I talked about it. I guarantee you none of those people know how to drive that machine. Probably oh, no, not. no. There's probably people who do. There's people who Think probably, so? oh, yeah. They were looking behind the wheels and everywhere else. You hide the keys. Um, and Seth and I talked about it. Hey, let's pop a couple rounds over them to try to get them to disperse. Flashbangs. We were worried about the angle and the building behind it. So we intentionally moved so that our angle, if we, because sometimes one out of 20 of those rounds won't actually go off when it should. And so it's just a protection. It keeps going. Yeah. So we were actually worried about breaking a window, getting in trouble for breaking a window. So we changed our angle just enough so if we missed, it'll go well past the building, nothing to worry about. And we were aiming over the heads of the people. This wasn't putting it, you know, in the trees. We're, because in the, in. It was by the book. In the confines of the downtown, that, the sound echoing off those buildings is pretty impressive. So we both popped off two rounds. The people kind of scattered. Then they came back to it. And then we popped off another two rounds. And they're like, fuck this. And they were done. And that was it. And that was the last Seth and I thought about that for months. A, A year. A year. Uh, shit, you were already up here. I was retired. retired. You're retiring. You weren't retired yet. You were on medical mm, leave. I might have been because I didn't give a fuck. Retired as air quotes. I remember they, I remember, they wouldn't have been able to talk to you if you were retired. You wouldn't have been part of that. I, I remember feeling like there's nothing they can do to hurt me. I remember talking to you about it and saying that, but you were still on the books. Right. So either way, a year later, um, maybe even more, we got contacted over that. So apparently, We're trying to stop people from stealing tractors. Apparently, there was people somewhere like on the seventh floor of this building on a blacked out balcony that we didn't see that were watching the whole thing, and they they were not in our line of fire because, like I said, we had to put the angles so that if we missed or if the round didn't go off, um, there's nothing to miss. If the round didn't go off, it would harmlessly keep on going, not hit a window. But apparently, when those rounds did go off at the prescribed angle 45 degrees up there on the seventh story, they were getting the full brunt of the concussion and the flash, which isn't bad, but apparently caused them to wet their pants. And they decided to file a complaint that we were intentionally targeting them on a blacked out balcony that we couldn't see. And the complaint initially went to SAC PD who worked it for an hour long. They actually found the body worn cameras of their own officers that caught me and Seth talking about it. Audio and video of us discussing our angles. So we, had a, we, we had a sergeant right there with us too. Yep, who approved it. And so we let loose. Clearly, we weren't targeting anybody. Um, and SAC PD, once they got, they realized that wasn't them, they shut it down. And then it took the people a while longer to get the body camera through whatever request and realize, oh, that's CHP. And then they went to CHP and then CHP started a big old investigation against us. And of course, we didn't do anything wrong. But fucking well over a year later. Yep you're getting questioned for shots that you made. So that's why it's important to know where your rounds go, right? Yeah, exactly. The only other incident I want to talk about from those riots was when we got in the construction site. The best angle we ever had. You want me to get you some snacks? Nope, he's got a knife. Stabbing ice. Oh, it's just frozen. Um, I can't remember what day it was there at the, it was in the George Floyd protests. Uh, another freeway ramp we were covering. And then you, me, and the other guy, uh, I can just say his name, Nate. Uh, Nate we, Dog? Nate, backseat guy. We got into this construction zone that was adjacent to the, where our line guys were, like in an L shape. And there were mounds of, 
Well, I was up oh, on a, yeah. I was up on a concrete barrier. Somebody was on a gravel pile, so we had an elevated position. Mm-hmm. So these fuckers came in, and they came in hard. Like they just like rushed our line and like <laughs> collided with them. Um, and then the dudes in the back were throwing stuff, but we had such a beautiful angle. Like it was like shooting fish in a barrel. And we were up there, and you, we just like, started. If you designed pulls. a position <laughs> for grenadiers using less lethal ammunition to shoot people, you couldn't have done it better. It like was, Seth said, there was the mound of dirt that you can stand on, and it's like an Overwatch position. And then where I was, they had the construction fence with a cloth barrier to hide it. And right behind that, they had those plastic barriers that you fill with water to keep cars from going through. But so you could stand on those plastic barriers and you can look over the fence and you can shoot at people from elevated position. Meanwhile, if they wanted to chuck shit at you, you're covered from like the chest down because the fence is right in front of you. It was amazing. And I think I got half of my hits right there. I I got a bunch of hits right there. And I got some long hits from there too because they were coming through those trees. Seth or Um, Sam, can I have a finger? And uh, (laughs) uh, that was like the best spot. I was really thrilled about that. Although I did like they could get really close to me along that fence. And there was a moment when I was like, man... These freaking people are way too close to me. And, and the, just this flimsy ass well, construction And fence. the problem is the people, there's people who just want to come up and talk to you. Sometimes those are the same people who are going to be chucking shit at you later, but you don't know. But either way, they want to come up and talk to you. And so you'll engage with the public. That's your job. That's your job. Right. Meanwhile, while you're talking to them, here comes a fucking rock at your head. Yeah. Or they're just wanting to talk to you, engage you, and then ten minutes later you see them maybe, thirty feet away. Maybe they're just rocks. trying to distract the pigs. I don't know. This is the first riot where I was like, I had a genuine growing fear that someone was going to pull a gun and start shooting at us through the line. Um, we did have an incident with a gun, if you remember. Uh, the epic traffic stop. Oh well, that was a different. That was in Oakland, but. Yes. Well, I'm just saying that's you're, you're dealing with a mob right. and a gun. It'd be Several very guns. simple, especially, you know, if they had an AK or some, some high power rifle on the back end there just to shoot into the crowd of cops. It'd be very simple to do that. And I was had a growing um, feeling that that was going to happen. Well, that was a good job, Jared. It's changing. He, he, he mutes his mic. So he doesn't make a lot of noise. Now. I like the dolphin we're, sound. We're literally going to stop and talk about the noise that he's making. Yeah, it doesn't help. Yeah, you're right. But it doesn't come into the show. Yeah, that wasn't that was that was the quietest mic movement we've ever had. Done it before. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? I have no idea. Uh, people, riots, guns. guns oh yeah. Shooting. Oh, we, getting shot at. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a genuine concern. At, at that some one. point, especially after Texas, if you remember that dude that shot and killed. Yep. Four or six. Uh, I want to say four, but maybe it was six. Shot. Oh, well, he killed four cops. Yeah, yeah, at a riot. At a riot. Into the line. And then they uh, they loaded their robot with explosives and they sent it him. That was the coolest kill ever. Oh, yeah. I got a picture of that, dude. Mm. That was on my list After? of questions for you guys. Robots? Go. Robots, yeah. Killing? Well, go on. I saw, we're pretty I don't know, much what, six months I've never ago. had sex with a robot. <laughs> there was Sorry, a, you were going a different yeah, direction. My some bad. California city or town decided it, they were not going to allow deadly force by via robot uh, that... That story in Texas, the guy shot the people, pinned himself inside a fatal funnel. They sent a robot in with C4 on it and blew him up. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. cool. Right. Um, God, he should be the like video you, of the cop getting shot and killed. Yeah, that was hard. Oh. There is some terrible video of that. I didn't horrible. see that. Horrible. But you, you can see the California cop. said, no, we're not going to do that. 
for now. Yeah, what's the, the... Because we were sending robots to kill innocent people left and right. Yeah, it became an uh, epidemic, so then obviously they had to shut it down. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. But uh, in, in that case, why... What else would you do? What's wrong with that? You just yeah. you didn't risk any other human lives. That the person, dude has literally killed keep, four cops. Well, the other option is you keep 30 or 40 people there for days until he, you starve them out. That's right. the other choice. Right. Or you get a sniper on a roof and try to put well, it on. Well, no, he was, bar- it was inside a building. It's like no, not going to no, happen, yeah, right? I want to say it was a parking garage. I don't remember where it was. It was a commercial building. He was right, or you yeah. risk sending a SWAT team up, and now they're going to potentially. Well, that's I mean, why they you, wouldn't. You know yeah, we're not. Well, him. he has guns. He's already killed cops. He might have bombs. Well, there's nothing else to do, right? Other than snipe him or blow him up with yeah. a robot. If you can't, this if you this can't is snipe one of those times where the creative. law literally allows you to kill someone, fleeing felon with no other ways of apprehension. Yeah, you are allowed to shoot that dude in the back of the fucking head, unlike Randy Weaver's wife. Sorry. Way to bring that full circle. Sorry. I said it earlier, but that's a famous uh, Grady Judd quote. We ran out of bullets. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's good stuff. Why'd you shoot him so many times? Because we ran out of bullets. Why'd you shoot him 134 times? Because they ran out of bullets. So beautiful. That wasn't the number, but it was close. So we did We did have an incident before with guns and mobs. Yeah. Um, the was, largest felony stop ever. It might be. Oh, it's got to be. It literally it's might be. be. Largest, so... People or people, yeah. number of felonies. So let me, let me set, let me set this up for you. We are working riots in Oakland and Berkeley. Mm-hmm. We're like on day 10 or something. We're bored at this point. We, we've got it down pat. Run over to the intersection, deploy. Hey, how you doing? Nice coffee maker. You checked at me. See you on the next riot. <laughs> and then we go sit somewhere for another hour until we get called up. So by this time we've gotten really good at getting to where we needed to go. And they had airplanes and helicopters over nonstop. They had a good situational awareness of where everyone was. They got really good at deploying to people with enough time to get to where they needed to go. And then the air units say, hey, there's a giant sideshow going on in the port of Oakland right now, estimated a couple hundred cars. Um, there's actually still units that work in a beat, during these riots, because they still had to deal with, you know, commuter traffic and accidents. Like normal street cops. Yep. yep. Um, who may literally have been on overtime working a riot the day before, but now they're, you know, taking a crash. So the air units get on and say, hey, can we send a squad or two in blocking positions? And so it's basically a large street downtown port of Oakland, kind of a T intersection. So there's three different streets to block. Meanwhile, the sides have big, giant, tall fences. You can't get away from it because it's the Port of Oakland. They're used to people stealing shit all the time, so they got damn good security fences around everything. So, of course, you have a bunch of squads that are bored and gotten really good at deploying where they need to be, when they need to be there. And so they put two or three squads on every single one of these three different T intersections and trapped hundreds of cars inside for the biggest felony stop ever done on size shows felony stop means guns out y'all are freaking detained you, you talk while i try to find a picture to show him how many <laughs> oh, yeah. were there. Yeah. i remember i remember the story actually i've seen it <laughs> it was so freaking beautiful dude uh so but you've, there, you've actually seen the pictures of uh probably i remember when it happened i remember there was so this was a big deal we got them all surrounded and like you know there there's freaking gunfire in the middle of that crowd yeah. popping popping guns are off. they shooting in the air what are they doing? just shooting in the air yeah but it's like <laughs> i remember i found one gun there's a gun. They're like, hey, does anyone have gloves? And I was the only stupid son of a bitch that had gloves. Oh, so they sent me the there, and now my name's in the report, and don't uh-huh. fucking call me to testify. So, yeah, we just jammed up all these cars. We, we you know, we got 
I don't know, 50 cops pointing guns at all these idiots. 50 we, cops at each of the three we, intersections. I don't remember how that turned out. Did we arrest people? Yes, keep it uh, up. No, they called, right they called the beat units in to actually start identifying everyone and start issuing citations. I think they issued citations to just about everyone they could. That was a good one, man. And if you remember, there's that one car that tried to drive through the fence and it got stuck on the railroad oh, yeah. tracks. Oh, yeah. Didn't something uh, let another, it fire? Another car caught on fire, and then everyone wanted to get out of there, and you got to let us out of here, and yeah. Wow, that was a great time. That was a good time. The I think what... There it is. That pause is because I'm showing a picture yeah. of Seth. I would show it to Jared, but apparently he walked out because... Yeah, uh, you got to go pee-pee. Yeah, um, firefighters, their anuses, they, they got to... <laughs> loose anuses. Yeah, they get loose, and they start dribbling, and... <laughs> The hemorrhoids and the itching never, and the fire. <laughs> he won't know to edit this part because he's not in the room. It's great. What else can we say about <laughs> firefighters? Honestly, I've never had a problem with a firefighter. No, you, you used to hang out at the firehouse a lot. Yeah. Go do your gay things there with them, whatever that Lots was. Lots of gay sex and so much. <laughs> you remember all the free rope and shit we got from oh that my one God, fire station? Dude. They, yeah, they were just like. It all fucking burned up. Yeah, all mine burned up too. It was webbing and yeah, they were like, well, it's all expires. We, we got to get rid of it anyway. Unlike like, us, like brand new. shit that's expired it's by a decade new. in our trunk of a car. They actually go through. Oh, I had so many good rope swings from that for my oh, kids. Yeah. I don't know how we got on rope, Jared, but you missed that part. Jared's back. Did you get me one? Oh, God damn. I was oh, hoping we get a mixer. Dude. That was smart. God, no, he didn't get a mixer. That wasn't smart. That's the grill. This is a mixer. It's ginger. That's just, just, just ginger. ginger. It's plain ginger ale. That's the good stuff. So check out this uh, picture. Oh, Here's yeah, an aerial little, view that's of that's Jared. Good. That's plenty, dude. Just a little squirt. Thanks. Yeah, look at all those cars, Jared. So these are all the cars in the traffic stop, and then these are the patrol cars on one and end. And you processed all of them? Uh, no. We didn't do it, so... They Somebody le- did. They left a squad... To kind of corral everyone, but those poor fucking beat units. It's like too many people to deal with. They they just I think they just went down to issue tickets to all the drivers is all they did. It was like that night on August Frias. Yeah, August Frias. Thirty four, I think. Citations. Yeah. Seth and I want single. Me, Seth, and one deputy managed to pop thirty four kids for street racing out in the middle of nowhere. It was night. it was epic, dude. There there is a area in our <laughs> county that. Everyone would go out and street race on a Saturday night. Sure. Rice and raceway. Yep. And they have a, they have lookouts and they monitor the scanner so they know when you're coming. So they I mean, I think a couple like the We week, had that, but it was mud bogs instead. Yeah. Uh, the week uh, before, like the guy the graveyard guys had gone out there and just watched a hundred cars stream by them. There's nothing they can do. So we're sitting there, me and Seth, we're the sole units on at nighttime. Dispatch knows to call us at the office because she knows that we're there writing reports and doesn't call us on the radio. And she says, hey, we got a call of, you know, street racing out there again. And I'm like, do not put this over the air. Don't say a word on it. We're going to be in route. We're only going to communicate by cell phone. We asked a sheriff for help. We got one deputy. We sent him. (laughs) We told him what to do, where to meet us. And we're like, blackout, stay off the radio, go all the way down here, cut across that dirt road in this field to get to this blocking position, and then just hang tight. And then me and Seth in two separate cars came from the other direction, all blacked out, no lights, nothing. Turned the road, and we could see hundreds of cars out there. And we <laughs> start down this insane. road, and as we're basically, it's a you know two-lane road in the middle of rice fields, and we're going down the middle of the road, one in each lane, and then the cars that start seeing us. And they, you know, they would, they'd come at us, but we would immediately V up in the road and get out on the shoulders, so they couldn't go anywhere. 
No one went by us at all. And then we start seeing them squirting off into the various like rice fields. But we slowly <laughs> made our way up. And every time we encountered a car, sometimes these are like really low rice rockets that are stuck in the mud. Every single car, we took the keys from every single person, threw them on the front seat of the patrol car, and made our way down the line until we got to where the deputy had pulled out his gun and held everyone at gunpoint. And we ended up issuing 34 citations for racing for street racing. I had a giant ball of keys on the front of my seat and no one got released until they got their citation. And we cited drivers and passengers too, because there's a section for both. And every time we cited someone, then they were allowed to get their keys and we allowed them to leave. And so the people that we had passed way back when and taking their keys, we slowly made our way back to them and gave them tickets and buy. There's some dudes that have been sitting there for an hour or two until we got back. They're to fishing them. in the canal. They're there, there's bored. one dude, the only dude I did not give a ticket to. He's in a pickup truck. <laughs> Everyone else is in, you know, some kind of race car. Yeah, but he's in a pickup truck. And there's some pickup trucks, and they were admitted they came out there to watch it. But this one dude is sitting there with a fishing pole <laughs> in the ditch, and he's like, "What? I was just fishing. I don't know why you took you my win, keys, guy. Bro. I'm like, you dude." Win. You're full of shit. I know you're full of shit. One, let me see your fishing license. Two, do you even have any bait or a hook at the end of that line? He didn't. I'm like, I will give you a pass on this because I appreciate the <laughs> Good for effort him. you made. That's my people. Yeah. That was that was like... And I, you know what's fucked up about that? Can I just that? tell you? I've, let, I've let me, been let me one you. of those people I'm lots sure of you times. have. I just want to tell you the most fucked up thing about that entire night. That was Seth's last night before he went on vacation, so I got stuck with the paperwork for every <laughs> single one of those fucking... Bastards. Oh, it's funny. That was a lot of reports, dude. The only name I remember, Poompy Boone. <laughs> that, that was the literal name of one of the dudes we cited there for racing. I'll never forget it until the day I die. Because a week later or two weeks later, two or three weeks later, I'm driving down the freeway and I see two cars jockeying next to each other mm. and they slow down, they come to a stop on the freeway and I know they're about the fucking race and I already knew what they were doing and I got on the horn and I got Seth ahead of us and we, we got both of them stopped. We got both those fuckers stopped before they can really get the race started. And Poompy Boom was one of those fuckers <laughs> a couple of weeks later and Seth tore him into him. Like, I made him I cry. I felt really bad. I haven't seen Seth yell at yeah. someone in a long maybe he time. Needed it. Yeah, maybe. How many I tickets can you get for racing? Right. That, that adds up well, quick. Oh, so, it was fucked up. I forgot about this. Earlier that day, there had been a accident way on the other side of the county where there's a hit and run. Someone got smoked, um, and the person fled the scene. We found that person, and they were already tearing their car apart um, because they had fled the scene. They were pulling panels off the car, trying to change them out in their garage. <clears throat> and so we ended up arresting the driver for the hit and run. Man, That idiot's wife and son... We're back out that night at that race in that same fucking car. He he wasn't there. He was in jail still. That's crazy. But People are stupid. Yeah. So we, we didn't race, obviously, but we would go out to the woods and party in places that may or may not have been allowed to do that. And That's good living. Typically, there were mud holes around, so that was illegal. Or it wasn't illegal, and then it was made illegal. Like, you can't drive off-road in these areas, that kind of mm. thing. The cops would come. So you can't go mudding. Deputies would come out all the time. In the state that's literally made of mud. That or people, it would just be on some private property that you didn't know was private, maybe. Like it was on the edge of the forest or something. Mm. Um, the cops, and when I was younger, I would be the, I was one of the kids that uh, didn't drink 
I didn't start drinking until I was older. Total, I just walk up to the cops and like, hey, what's up? I'm sober. <laughs> I knew a bunch of them um, from my family and you know, my mom's family and our history in our hometown. Were you ever handcuffed? Nope. Seth? Uh, nope. Never? Never. Other than the thousands of times in training. Did you ever run from the cops? Uh, I mean, like, directly or indirectly? Like, I see cops over there, and they're probably looking for us, but I got they, they haven't seen once. me yet. Not handcuffed. What'd you get detained for? <laughs> we were. It was in high school. We were kids, and we went to pick up my friend's little brother. He went to this little private school in the town next to us, and he was kind of a loudmouth kid, like cocky kid, and he got in a fight with some dude at lunch, some other kid at his school, and we would typically... Like, we would go pick him up regularly, just ride over there and pick him up, take him home or wherever we were going for the day. It was my friend's younger brother. He was, you know, 14. We were all 16 and 17. And we pulled in this one day. There happened to be several trucks in our little convoy just going to do what we were. I don't even know what we were doing after school that day. And we all just rolled through there. He got in a fight with this kid at lunch and said, my brother's coming after school. He's going to take care of you. And then we all showed up, you know, three or four trucks full of dudes. And they sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, what, are you, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, uh, picking up. I'm not going to say his name. We're picking him up. And we're like, yeah, no, you're not. We know what you're doing. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. They let us all go. Like, like there was nothing. We didn't know what had happened. So that was it. I've been detained for that. And then um, just normal, like, there was a couple of years in my younger days where my life was like um, Roadhouse. Mm, good good movie, by the way. <laughs> so talked to cops lots of times for those, those kind of things. But I was never arrested or I was never the instigator or problem for any of those things. I remember one night. I taught a bunch of underage kids how to open beer bottles without a beer bottle opener. I created some juvenile delinquents tonight, oh I think. Boy. Of course you did. Can we get into my other discussion? Are you ready for this? Which one's that? Cops in general. Copping we're, in general. We're creeping up on two hours. Uh, oh, this is already two episodes. So we we're want an hour. to get into that? We've never split an ever into two episodes. I have. No, you just send it, dude. Just send it. Just maybe, we should, under, maybe, maybe we under should keep two hours. Maybe we should save that conversation for the next podcast. Maybe. No maybe. One. We know where to find Sam. Then we can we can come and address Jared's love of cats and his hate of cops all at once. Maybe maybe we know what we yeah. can we can come with like facts. Facts. I don't have any facts. Facts, right now, facts don't care about your feelings. Facts. So we could all come with facts. And then <laughs> and we then can just argue. All right. <laughs> argue. Well, Sam, I think Sam would mostly agree with me. My my basic premise is we are headed into a police state. If you don't agree with that after the last three years and you're not paying attention. I really don't want to get into this now, but I, I understand where you're coming from and I understand your concern. I think there's some constitutional issues against the federal government. Congress cannot create laws specific to states and our constitution specifically outlines the right of states to govern themselves. Congress could create federal laws that then would apply to all 50 states. There's already a shit ton of federal of federal laws but what you're talking about is a giant federal police force you can't go around federalizing local police force sheriff pd state police because like i said 
Congress is not allowed to create laws and then dictate to individual no, states. No, they're not. But there's already there's states and large metropolitan areas already asking, seeking federal assistance for law enforcement. Yes, it's already happening. My concern is so. What is, what is the legal limit for drinking in the United States? What do you mean, drinking and driving? What, what, or what drinking? The there's, BA, there's no limit for drinking privately. Blood alcohol content. What is the legal limit to drive in the United well, States? I don't know. You know, I know most states are 0.08. I don't know what the legal so federal limit is. There is no fucking legal federal limit. It's a trick limit. question. I knew it. It is a okay. trick question. Okay. Each state is allowed to set their own BAC levels. And you're right. All 50 states are at a 0.08. Why? Because of the federal government. How do they do that? Because the federal government said you will lower your drinking limit to 0.08 or you won't get federal funds for your highways and freeways. I believe the last state to hold out was Texas. Well, same thing's happening with education. Well, yeah, Texas was a 0.10 until, and they said, fuck you, federal government and all your freeway funds. We don't care for a long time until finally they acquiesced and they lowered it to 0.08. Do you know what California started at? Do you know what the legal limit was? 0.04. No, when, when, when California first started setting a legal limit for a BAC, it was 0.16. That is <laughs> hammered. 0.16 will get you an enhanced, a felony enhancement in California. Now. Hammered. Have but, you ever seen those videos from the 70s or 80s where they're interviewing people about drunk driving? Have you seen that? I don't no. know. It's a real thing. If you look it up, it's just like some hillbillies drinking beer in their truck while they're sitting there talking to the reporters, you know. <laughs> oh, man, taking away my freedoms. <laughs> I got the right to drive. I just, I always found it astonishing. I mean, in, in California, anything over a 0.15 is a yeah. enhancement. Yeah. And then depending on the circumstances of like a crash or something, it'll turn into a felony. But I always found it astonishing. Whenever I charged or I recommend an enhancement for 0.15, I'm like, it used to be legal at 0.16. That is shocking. Yeah. So what do you say about the federal agencies? So like we were just talking about Ruby Ridge at the beginning. What happens when they're just going on people's property and surveilling them. And then the FBI comes in and then there's all well, these so steps. They, they did have warrants to go on the property for the surveillance. What about um, Waco, Sam? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> you know you're dropping a quarter in the jukebox. I am. Box. I am. I'm, I'm dropping. <laughs> this is pre-planning for later, the next time we do this. You just drop a teaser because he will go do, for do hours. Do you want to know the link I know, between I know. Waco and Ruby Ridge? You, you don't uh, even know yeah, what you've just the, kicked, man. The guy that's now in um, charge of the ATF, right? No. So the sniper who shot... Randy Weaver you and Vicky Weaver. Um, Lon Haruchi, I, I, I just butchered that name. So he, he was an FBI sniper. He's the one that fired at Ruby Ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also at Waco. And as you know, the big point of contention in Waco is who fired first. Did the federal government fire on the Branch Davidians first or the Branch Davidians fire first? And, of course, the point of contention of that is the doorway because you can see the bullet holes appeared in the doorway. And so who shot first? The government or Branch Davidians? And as we know, that door has never been found and mysteriously disappeared. Meanwhile, that same sniper that was at Ruby Ridge was at Waco. He was across the street in the house that the ATF had rented as they surveilled the Branch Davidians for months before. And he fired at Waco. So the entire Waco investigation was handled by the FBI, except the sheriff in the county said, hold on, I'm the elected law enforcement. And so to kind of throw a bone to the sheriff, the FBI said, okay, we will handle the compound. We'll let you, sheriff, handle everything that happened outside the compound. 
Well, there were have the FBI had fired shots from that house across the street at the compound, including that same sniper. The shell casings that were recovered were ballistic matched to the same rifle as that he had fired at Ruby Ridge. And so the speculation is, I have no idea, but the speculation is that the trigger-happy sniper that fired at Ruby Ridge was probably the first person to fire at the Branch Davidians and therefore started. I have no idea. We'll never know, but that's the link between Ruby Ridge and Waco. Mm-hmm. There were other officers that were at both, too. Yeah, but uh, the the physical evidence of his shell casings recovered by the sheriff of that county matching the rifle that he used in Ruby Ridge. That's the, I believe that's the only thing protecting us is our system of sheriffs. They're definitely protecting us in some places. Overall, just the way it works yeah. nationally, that's that's our that is our saving grace at the moment. You talk about all the different police agencies. I like the idea of the sheriff being elected by the people. Absolutely, I do not like Washington. The, just did away with that, by the way. Washington State. They're making sheriffs appointed appointed now. Yes, by who? The governor? I don't know. Oh boy, by. County commissioners. Anybody, or it doesn't matter. Well, I take good. that back. I don't know if it passed. It was on their last election cycle. They are trying to make a sheriff's. Yeah. You know, I, I've got of elected. That's bad. I've got a buddy that lives in Washington. If that was the case, he'd have fucking let me know. So I'm going to say it has not passed yet. Well, it was. It was proposed. I, I, and I, voted I, oh, yeah, on. I believe that. One thing I was going to say though, I don't like. I don't like police commissioners and police chiefs being appointed by cities. Citizens? Yeah, I think so, they should be elected by the citizens of the city. When I, when I say police state, I don't mean all completely federally controlled policing, but a police state meaning there's a bunch of little dictators demanding their wishes be enacted on the populace. Example, Moscow, Idaho, you know, where the yep. four murders just happened. Mm. During COVID, there was a case. This is all public now. Um, they've reached several stages in the, um, in the case or in the trial. Uh, there was a church that had a... I'm familiar with what you're talking about, yeah. A public psalm sing on the city um, like city council parking lot, somewhere like that. They planned it. They petitioned for it. They said, we're going to do it. The city came out and put six-foot little dots. This was during COVID, right? So oh, for them to stand apart. I had they, not heard that. They came out and did it. Despite the fact there is no scientific evidence that six feet apart does a goddamn bit of good. Well, that's separate. <laughs> you fired but, me up on another thing. But they, they arrested three people from this, like three dollars from this event. Oh, three people goodness. because they were standing not with their family, right? The city ordinance that the city itself published specifically exempted freedoms of speech, which include or First Amendment activities. That's what it oh, said. Boy. So it included riots and protest or protesting, not riots, but protesting, and it excluded religious activities. The city mayor ordered the chief to go arrest some of these people to make an example. Now they're facing these massive lawsuits for stupid amounts. I don't know what the amounts are going to be, but they arrested three people. This is two hours south of us, or an hour and a half south of us. That's how we know. the way I drive. (laughs) It's it's 45 minutes. It's 90 minutes from here for most people. It takes Um, you two fucking hours? Moscow. I don't know. It's about 90 minutes. Um, Moscow. Moscow. Don't say Moscow. They'll fucking come after you. Moscow. Uh, anyways, that but that's that was a normal thing during COVID. These little towns and cities and councils and counties just saying we're going to do this because we said so. Yeah, that's bad. Like that's the, when I say police state, I don't mean just federally controlled. I mean 
there's a bunch of people trying to enact their little powers because they think they have them and they don't. So l- let me come at you from a different side of this. Seth, you were doing backgrounds when COVID hit, right? Yep. So I was working the road um, when COVID hit and they were putting all kinds of curfews up Yeah. and only, not authorized, but essential personnel were allowed to be out. Right. Who defines that? And the directive we were given is don't give a shit about that. We're not having a goddamn thing to do with that. We are not stopping anybody for any other reasons other than traffic. We don't care about essential workers. We're not checking identification or good. placards or anything That's else. Good. We are having nothing to do with the curfew. And in fact, when they finally got rid of the curfew a year and a half later, where the fuck it was, the response by everyone was there was still a fucking curfew. I believe you. But that doesn't change the fact that there are hundreds or thousands of examples from all over the country. Oh, I'm, of I'm this sure happening. there is. People were arrested by themselves on a beach for being outside. Yeah, yeah. California, uh, so California has That's, Moscow Beach because they were arresting lone surfers out right. on beaches that were closed. Correct. So stupid. That's when I say police state, I mean the way people view law enforcement is their well, as the, their the, tool the shitty, or their power the to about control this is people. Individual law enforcement agencies, the sheriff, your PDs. They can, they can say whenever they want, we're not going to enforce that law because we think it's unconstitutional. We swore an oath to the Constitution, and we're not going to enforce it. There's an entire group of Northern California sheriffs that have said, we will not enforce a lot of the laws that California has passed. Take two. Specifically regarding guns. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, our sheriffs being our, so our what, line what, of defense against all what we craziness. What we need are sheriffs and chiefs of police to have the balls to stand up and say, I will not do that. Won't happen with chiefs. That is constitu- that's, why I don't, hired. that's why I don't like the idea of chiefs being appointed by city at all. They, they should be elected because elected is a completely different story. Now, there's yeah. plenty of sheriffs out there that, again, are worried about being elected. Well, that's why the sheriffs resist because they, they know they're elected by the specific residents of their county and they know what those people want. And... I think we should have a push toward having our chiefs of police being elected. Well, Why the fuck? I would agree. I they, don't know. They know what they want, and they're also not worried about repercussions. Repercussions, no, right? They don't give a fuck. Yeah. I was I was elected to do my job. This is yeah, my job. I'm going to do it. No one's going to tell me different. Right. I told the chief of police mother's car one time. But there's there's <laughs> other counties that have been corrupted in other lots of states around the country. You guys think the sheriff about. of San Francisco County is like sure California? You know. Some big cities in the Midwest, definitely some East Coast areas. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, it's just, it is what it is. But that that system of having every county sheriff be elected is our our last line of defense. Maybe. No, I, when I, states start passing, no, sheriffs aren't elected. They're appointed now. Hopefully that, people fight that. Like so that I'll, hopefully I'll, I'll have easily. to look at what's going on in Washington, but that would be terrible. I know it was proposed. I, I believe it was proposed. That's the kind of stupid shit they will do. You want to talk about they're not allowed to pursue now in Washington? At all? They're only allowed to pursue for a known felon, um, an escaped convict, and certain cases where they believe it's a DUI driver mm-hmm. that's a danger to the public. That's crazy. That's so you crazy. cannot pursue in the state of Washington for misdemeanors or infractions. So why would anyone obey any single traffic law? So, for example, for people that don't know, if you're speeding, doing 75 miles an hour, a cop tries to pull you over in Washington, and you flee. Infraction. Infraction. They will not pursue. They cannot pursue. 
So what if you're doing 95? Uh, I don't know what the law is there, but if they're over 100, maybe it's a felony. Misdemeanor? Well, even in, even in California, so it wouldn't be a felony. Even though. in California, over 100 is an infraction. <clears throat> yeah. Spe- there's a specific vehicle code section for going over 100. It's not a misdemeanor until it's reckless driving. The fastest I've ever driven is 96 because the governor in my truck shut it down. <laughs> you need to get rid of that guy. That was in the Everglades. Oh, that's cool. I once had a piece of shit Sundance. It's a Plymouth Sundance RS, which stood for Rally Sport. It was a piece of shit car I bought for $900. But it didn't have a governor on it, and it didn't go very fast at all. But one time, late at night on the I-5, I was driving north of L.A., mm-hmm. and some dude in a Corvette came up next to me, and I was going, <laughs> I was doing like 90 trying to get home, and he passed me up. I'm like, well, fuck you guys. So I, I slowly accelerated because it's a downhill, and this poor son of a bitch, his governor was kicking in around 90-something, and that little Plymouth Sundance would, you know, <laughs> it would be terrifying at 110 on the downhill with the wind, but I was able to get it that high, and this poor bastard, his governor would kick in, so he'd fall back like at 50 until finally whatever electronics. Why is it okay for you to drive like that, Sam? I was I was a fucking Marine well before. <laughs> but this poor son of a bitch, he would fall back because I didn't have a governor. My car just shaking, and I'm terrified. <laughs> and then, of course, Why? whatever whatever system in his car would finally deactivate, so he would be able to accelerate, and he will fucking go flying past me until his governor kicked in, and then I'd go shaking past him. That poor son of a bitch was probably so pissed off that this $900 piece of shit hey, car he didn't, clearly didn't know him. it was a Rally Sport edition. Ah, Rally Sport. And when Mopar, I tore the, the exhaust off the car and there's an exhaust leak, I just called the performance. <laughs> that was a fantastic car. Uh, mine, mine was a 97 Z71. Ooh, it's flying. They have a governor. It hit it like 94, 96, somewhere around there. We were down in the Everglades going to actually going to a funeral, but that's Get it. the fastest I've ever driven. Did you ever have any classmates killed? Yep, two. Two? Yeah. We had in, one in a car crash together. Oh, was that the one in Stockton? Yeah. Yeah. That was a shitty one right yeah, there. Yeah, dude, that sucks. We had, we had a guy killed, I think, nine months on. Just got off a break and he got mm. killed. Yeah, uh, that sucks. Brian Law was one of them, and I, like, I was pretty close to him with with him in the academy. That was a bummer. Have you, have you have you gone to the academy and counted how many people since you graduated <coughs> have yeah. killed? It was like eleven or something. Oh, it's so much more now. Yeah, yeah, probably killed just in general or on yeah. duty on yeah. in line of duty. I had the first one that I knew. Like so, when I transferred from uh, Garberville to Orville, the guy that took my position. He died not long after Tom oh, Sa- yeah. Tom Adams I remember that. in a car crash, and I had stopped him once when he was I working down that. south. Tell I stopped him because he lived up there, and he was doing like a hundred in the middle of the night, and I was like, "Dude, you need to slow down, man." And uh, whatever, and yeah, not long after he got to Garberville, he it was in the rain. He was driving too fast, went sideways into a car. I just really, I don't think I've ever told you this, Seth. Mm. When we moved here, I was on the list for um, Coeur d'Alene PD. Ooh, I withdrew because I decided not, I didn't want to a cop yeah um they found out you're a hose dragger and they did cutie then they uh yeah just decided to do other things but they there's a guy that got hired in that same cycle he got shot here the year after we moved here like he was he was on his checkoff or break-in or whatever it's called got shot really yeah well he lived but oh, he okay. still got shot dang dude it's crazy you never know yeah like it's it's yeah, it sucks when you know people that and you're like, oh, fuck. We have at the CHB Academy, there's a memorial fountain with brass plaques of all the names on there. I don't know how many are they up to, like almost 300, 
two two something. I don't, I don't know the numbers. It's two something, two hundred something since nineteen twenty nine or whatever. But um, so that's what he was Seems talking like about. A lot. How many? Yeah, it's a lot. You go there and you look. You know, I mean, you looked at date you graduated, and then you start counting how many people after you graduate it's, been it's on the job. Pretty damn common. Um, and the cadets go out and polish the plaques once a week. Like it's it's a cool f- ceremony. That's if cool. Can, if you're ever down there, you go watch it. Do you know how many? No, I don't. It's not. It's uh, in the two hundreds. I'm pretty sure. I want to say it's over two hundred. It's over hundred. I know that. Um, I don't know. I think it's under three hundred though. It's between two and three hundred. I don't know. Whatever. We it's could a, Google it's it. But too facts. many. Too many. Um, Granted, a lot of those early in the days were if you. So CHP has. They have. You can go on the website, the memorial page, and see why everyone, how everyone died. And for the first like you know fifty years, it was a high speed wobble on the motorcycle. Because initially, everyone rode motorcycles and they were shitty, and they would get a high speed wobble and die. But after that, yeah, a lot of traffic stuff, obviously. I, and I have a friend, is a motors guy in the county next to us. He married a girl I grew up with. Um, he got trucked on an interstate doing radar. So uh, just standing beside his motorcycle, got yep. hammered by a car going too fast. Number one killer of cops is cars. Yeah, especially motors, man. They seem to. Yeah. I mean, that's a dangerous job. It's sexy, but it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Sam hates motors. No, I don't hate motors. I actually just, never worked in an office with motors, so I can't. It's just really, really fun to talk shit about them, kind of like talking yeah. shit about firefighters. Yeah. <laughs> really easy to do. I, All right. Well, I, we're, I'd we're say we ought to call over it two hours. This fellas. might be the longest episode. Your wife, actually, when I went upstairs to get that drink, she was like, you guys almost done? Yeah. I said, we're not even close to telling <laughs> stories. <laughs> <laughs> just go to bed. <laughs> All right. Next time we'll argue about... Uh, Wait, what are we talking about next time? Police state. Waco. We w- we want to come argue. back and address Jared's love of cats and hate of cops. Okay. Deal. Yeah. yeah. Deal. Great. <laughs> Sounds fun. All right. Hey. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you're Bye. still here. Later. Oh, thank you.